Hello. I would like to thank Vash Thompson, Jordan Madey, Stern J, Evan Sidley, and Connor Vaughn. All of these folks have gone to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv and helped us out. And if you've done that as well, thank you. Also, for anybody listening to this who does not know, the Bonfireside Chat season on Sekiro has begun. Our first impressions episode just went up this past weekend um, as you're hearing this. So um, go check that out. We're going to be getting into it area by area soon. That is a Patreon exclusive show at patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Thanks. This is Gary Butterfield. This is Cole Ross. And this is Watch Out for Fireballs, a Games Club podcast. And this week we are talking about Spec Ops The Line, which is a third-person shooter developed by Jaeger Development and published by 2K Games for the PS3, Xbox 360, and PC in 2012. Desperation month will never end. <laughs> nope. It continues. <laughs> Did you think it was over? Yeah. Frostpunk. <laughs> Frostpunk does not have a monopoly on crossing the line. Yep, the line continues. <laughs> we threw it, and it happened. Um, yeah, so uh, Spec Ops, uh, a perennial favorite. Yeah. Um, this game has been talked about a lot. Uh, there, this is not even the first time it's appeared on the on the network. Um, there is a special episode of the level about this from like five years ago. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Quite pretty old. <laughs> um, where. Uh, we they like i i keep saying we like we the network i wasn't on this portion of it because mm-hmm. due to the time difference i would have had to get up at like 3 a.m or something right right um, i had a, one of the developers on yeah yeah uh, um but this is a game that we like quite a bit and i've talked about it and there is a lot to say even if a lot has already right. been said oh totally like yeah. playing this again the entire time i was like i can't fucking wait to talk about this and <laughs> it's also like on revisit i'm like oh this is as good as i remembered it yeah like this is so fucking good and I, I think that there's a weird there's like a backlash to this yeah because it was when it came out everyone's like yeah you know fuck yeah and then i've seen in some of the the kind of discourse circles about oh you know you know uh this this is this is it is actually bad but we're here to present that it is actually good yes um the, 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 the backlash sine wave continues to be frustrating it will continue after this. Yeah. People will be like, oh, it is good. And then people will be like, no, no, actually, it's bad. Yeah, yeah. And uh, such will continue until we are all dust. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And, you know, Look like, forward to that. Th- th- not every game can sustain that level of, I think, relevance in the conversation either. So that at least speaks to it. And hey, at least yeah. we're talking, you know, you're talking about it. The ad, the ad must have worked. 
Yeah, the uh, the, the uh, even bad publicity is good publicity. Publicity. Um, that's one of the loading messages. It's really weird. <laughs> the loading messages just are just uh, you know pithy. Uh, uh, poor Richard Almanac. <laughs> just in for a penny, in for a pound. Walker. Excuse me. Early to yeah. rise, Walker. <laughs> um, some something else about that, right? You know, given that both of you know, this is like I think the fourth time I've played this, something like that. The fact that we can come back to it and it holds up, even if you very thoroughly know the twist, I think shows that there is more to this than the twist, right? Mm -hmm. I think that there is so much to look at in terms of even subtle detail and amazing little decisions that I would say, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, ah, I, I know this, maybe go back. It's not a very long game and I it's think it will be rewarding. Short. Yeah. Yeah. It's exceedingly short. I played it this time in two sittings. Right. Um, it's my third time playing through it. I also noticed new things mm -hmm. uh, that I didn't notice the first time. And one of the major narrative conceits we definitely didn't talk about in that level episode. Right. Uh, of this game so like collectively i'm not saying that like it happened with this revisit mm -hmm. but as a network we figured out something else about this game right between the last time we talked about it so it is super cool that i can support that yeah um good shit <laughs> so this is one of those games that uh the narrative the prevailing narrative of the game is that it's a horrible fucking game <laughs> with a good story Right. Um, like it, it is just like, God, it is, you know, this is a trash tier shooter <laughs> that, uh, should have been sold for $10 with the word shooter in like Helvetica for, <laughs> you know, on the PS one and that the story is really, really good, but just ignore it. Just grit your teeth and get through it. And that's, uh, that's categorically false. Yeah. That's categorically false. Like this is actually a pretty good shooter mm -hmm. and this is no, uh, not to, to spill the beans too much or anything like that, but playing this at the same time, we're playing ODST. Mm -hmm. Like calling this game a terrible shooter with a good story after playing like my very first halo game rings really false to me <laughs> because I think this is a better shooter than that one is. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm finding lots of things to like about it. ODST. I'm not trying to like, again, poison that chalice before we record that episode, but mm -hmm. like this is not a bad game. No, it is very similar to torment where like torment has kind of like not good combat combat, mm -hmm. but the, the story has become no, 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 no. Like, you had to put on uranium or like, you know, asbestos gloves to touch how <laughs> terrible this fucking combat is. Like put on a full radiation suit yeah, because you will die or, you know, or bloodlines like, you know, oh, the, the, the flavor is amazing, but the mechanics are so shit. And it's just like these bright light, dark shadow things. Yeah, I, and I, wa I wonder if I think like, I wonder if part of that discourse, I mean, a, of, of course, everything has to be hyperbolic and everything has to be put into a box. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's either good, good box or bad box. There is no like, oh, this is workmanlike and sufficient box for this. I also wonder if like people when people talk about this game in that way, they are trying to make the bright light seem brighter by like just taking a dump on how bad. Yeah. How bad the gameplay is, because I think there, you know, there, there probably is a little bit of a, a, what a cognitive fallacy or whatever, where it's like, oh, a game can't have good play and also have an amazing story. We we just have, I think as people who like look at games or look at media in general, people have a very hard time with something being good, <laughs> right. like without being great, right? Like right. the B minus thing people struggle with. Mm -hmm. I think it's a combination of that. Like people just kind of, you know, um, having a hard time calling something like a little bit above average. And then also um, maybe they're trying to set expectations low mm -hmm. because the game does kind of put its hot cards behind its vest. Like 
when you start, you are going to be dealing with the play part of it for a while. Yeah. So setting it up to be like, hey, this is this is not great. This is not why I'm telling you to play this. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm telling you this game is amazing. You're going to start it and you're going to spend an hour, hour and a half not knowing why I told you that. Yeah. yeah. Which is usually something I resist, you know, as a thing. Like, I, <laughs> right. you know, it, I resist it with with your Doki Doki literature clubs and the such. Yeah. Um, you know, so maybe that's part of it. Possibly. You know? And, you know, I want to want to stipulate at the start here. We're not saying, oh, we are we we, we you know, us enlightened and smart. Spec Ops has good play. You, yeah. uh, you know, a, a Cretan Spec Ops has bad play. I think that we are kind of talking about just the gestalt opinion. You yes. know, like when, yeah. like when you look at the file card that is, you know, readily available for you when you go to look up this game, that is generally what you're going to see. Yep. You know, and uh, even on this revisit, I was like, this is a better shooter than than I remembered. Yeah. Um, so in this uh, in this game, he plays Martin Walker, uh, who is the leader of a three man Delta Force team sent to Dubai to rescue a war hero named Joseph or Colonel John Conrad. Yes. Why yep. Dubai? Well, uh, six months prior to this, massive sandstorms have completely shut down the city. Uh, cataclysmic mm -hmm. sandstorms. And there is a big, big old sand wall, storm wall, stopping all communication from getting out. So you got to go in uh, with your initial mission being to rescue Conrad and the rest of the folks of the damned 33rd. Yeah, the 33rd, which is his uh, military unit, a.k.a. the damned. Yes. Um, you get all of them. You get uh, Conrad, you get Jet Boy, you get Jet Girl. All the damned are there. Yes, I know that's a John Morello song. It's not a damn song. But, um, it's Morello. Um, I, I, anyway. I think you're. I think you're making more of a. You're making more of a Venture Brothers reference at that point. No, no, I, no? I know. I know Jet Boy, Jet Girl. Like the. No, the, no, um, I just. Yeah. They call it. They call it. They call it a damned song in that. Yeah. In that show. Damned. We should call ourselves that. Um, yeah. The uh, so on your way to get Jet Boy, uh, Conrad the Jet Boy is his nickname. When we said it, it takes some narrative turns. He's actually a club kid. He's doing poppers and like going glory hole to glory hole in Dubai. Like it is. It is um, well, well, you know, when I wrote that summary, like oh, you're, you you're, thought you're... you sucked off a hero. <laughs> How many dicks were hard in, in Dubai before you got here? <laughs> so fucking dumb. <laughs> The glory hole in the shield wall is where you uh, you get in. <laughs> in the, uh, you sneak in. Yeah. So. Um, when when I wrote that top line summary, like you are you are a war hero going to rescue a bigger war hero, I was like, oh, this is Bionic Commando, isn't it? Yeah, well, and <laughs> so heart of darkness. Well, yeah, I know. you know, it's, it's like a thing, but yeah, very it has a lot of Bionic Commando <laughs> going on. Yeah, I'm, I'm just being I'm being glib um, about that. Yeah, yeah. Dubai is also you know in terms of what it does for the game is kind of polish up that that a side the kind of play straight putt mm -hmm. part of it i don't feel like dubai has tons of thematic resonance to what the game is actually about um, other than the fact that it is a foreign nation in the middle east um, but it does make these environments a little bit more interesting than just a standard kind of modern warfare you know go shoot brown people in a brown land right right shooter because like dubai is you know and i don't know a lot about dubai i'm gonna go ahead and put that out now yeah, I, I mean, so Dubai is a is a big, opulent, extremely corrupt place that is built out of slave labor, um, yeah. and also hides a lot of money for uh, you know auto autocrats and things like that. I mm -hmm. think that it fits it fits the theme to a certain extent uh, if you look at the game as what does chaos and war do to people. 
also you're looking at what chaos and war has done to this place by looking at these really opulent and colorful places um, and seeing just how uh, completely and utterly wrecked they are by the proceedings. For, for sure. Like I can, I can see that, but I don't like the back half of that metaphor works for me. The front half of it as mm -hmm. like somebody being like Dubai seemed corrupt in the first place. Yeah. yeah. Like it, it went from like one kind of corruption mm -hmm. to a different kind of corruption as opposed to like the journey that people take on this, which is right. from, you know, relatively well-meaning to absolutely like the villain <laughs> right, right. of the world, yeah. you know, of the, of the narrative. So like, that's mm -hmm. the, the, I can see that, but that's the part that falls for me. Like I don't, yeah, yeah. It, it can be a metaphor or like a thematic strut, strut but an imperfect one, I guess, yep. you know? Yeah. Regardless, um, I think it served well by being, by being in Dubai. Yeah. It's at least much, it's interesting. Mm -hmm. You end up in more interesting environments than maybe you otherwise would. Yeah. Yeah. You know? you're, you're not in Fallujah clone 67. Yeah. Yep. Yep, exactly. Yes. <laughs> uh, so this is a third-person shooter, um, kind of like a cover-based. Uh, my under—I've never played a Gears of War, but this is my understanding of Gears of War, pretty much. Yeah, I—I I, I think that you got it. You know, Gears of War and kind of the ilk of third-person shooters that it that it inspired. Like where a stop the, and yeah, stops. Your, your stops and your pops. You've got a lot yep. of waist-high walls. Um, yep. You know, where you can either like pop out and expose yourself, um, and then get taken to jail no you can pop yeah. out and you know aim your guns or you can blind fire as you kind of move for better position um mm -hmm. against the enemies who are also trying to get better position on you so it's yeah. a good you know it's a good gameplay conceit yeah it's it's a you know it is a good like having that kind of cover system um you know sandwiching this between odst and stalker right mm -hmm. like two games where cover is important but there isn't a cover system mm -hmm. kind of made me appreciate it a little bit like a real standard kind of stop and pop you know, cover shooter is not always my favorite thing, but sometimes it is better than the alternative. Yeah. You know, like it works really well for this. And part of that is the lethality. Like it needs to have that cover system because even though you do have regenerating health, as is kind of the standard mm -hmm. of, uh, of games at the time, um, you can't take tons of hits. Right. Like you're, you're fairly uh, fragile. When you die, you also do like oftentimes it a really amazing like backflip <laughs> when you die. Like the way it's not even like ragdolling, like you do an animation when you when you fall uh, or when you die, that is really pretty amazing in this game. It's exceedingly <laughs> silly. Um, so you, there's lots of cover. Uh, you can carry two weapons at a time. Right. Which is, again, pretty standard. Like, the, you know, that's the, the, the halo, the halo effect. Mm -hmm. um, carry two weapons at a time, but you can switch out either slot. It's not right. like one has to be a sidearm, one has to be yeah. a long arm. And the game does those tricks where like, oh, there will be a sniper rifle leaning up against a wall. You're like, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's what's coming up. It's, it's night time. It, yeah, it's, it signals what you're going to be doing. by uh, for snipe. By the pickups yes yeah yeah um yeah. and there are two ways that a, the game subtly encourages brutality um if you get headshots the game slows down a little bit uh yeah. and if you execute enemies um then they give you more ammo so if somebody is still alive but writhing around on the ground in pain uh you can go up and press the execution button and yep. finish them off and get and more out of it. Yes. You know, and you don't, um, if you <laughs> shoot them, you don't get that. Like, yeah. it is not a mercy killing no. that gives you more ammo. It is a brutal expression of anger that gives you more ammo. <laughs> and this changes, just like everything else about your character's um, kind of language changes. Oh, yeah. And yeah, that's yeah. that's one of my favorite touches, and we're going to spend a lot of time on that. Right. Just as foreshadowing for both you, Cole, and for the audience. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, is one of my the most impressive things about this game to me. Yes. Um, we're talking about the single player. Um, there is a co-op campaign that came in later as DLC. 
Mm -hmm. And there's a multiplayer mode that was actually pretty contentious in the development mm -hmm. um, of the game. The uh, the devs had no interest in doing that, but it was part of their contract right. to have a multiplayer mode. Um, really hard for me to imagine, like, who's popping out, what that lobby looks like, <laughs> you know, right now in 2019. But uh, it doesn't matter because the single player is obviously where people cared the most about it. Yes. Um, Co-op is a really interesting idea for this. I was mm -hmm. thinking about, like, trying to experience the campaign with someone else. And I think it would have a very strong effect of, like, whistling in the dark. Um, like streaming a horror game or doing a horror game co-op where mm -hmm. it's not scary because you're talking to someone, Yeah, you know, like the times that I have streamed or done a, a horror game co-op, it is not scary whatsoever. Right. Right. Like a person immediately takes you out of it. Um, <laughs> exactly. you know, and having and talking like takes you out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I imagine doing this co-op would do the same thing. Yeah. You know, but I, I've not tried it. There could probably be really interesting things in terms of asymmetrical information, like one person just playing Walker and seeing different things and everybody oh, else sure. is like, what the hell are you doing? But it would be scary. Right, you right. You know, it, like, be, you know, it just feel gamey immediately. And, yeah. like, as soon as you couldn't choose Lugo, it'd be like, well, what the fuck? You know, like, <laughs> why, can't, why can't neither of us be Lugo? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. No, um, I'm happy that you uh, call this a horror game. Or liken yeah, it to that because it absolutely to me in my mind like, like I stream this I stream this on Hexrink mm -hmm. Live as a as a horror game. It is yeah this is this is a horror game for right. sure. Yep. It's also and this is getting ahead but just like the other real high level observation I have about this is I think this is and I was going kind of back and forth whether it's just one of or the best but I think it's the best and or my favorite game where you're the villain. Um, I don't mm -hmm. think I've played a game where you are the villain that I I think is as well executed as this. Does, so I mean, so no. to pressure test that, does Planescape count? No, like in Planescape, like you are not playing as a villain. Like Planescape is like a redemption thing. Like you were dealing with the things you did, you know, but it's still other because it's in the past a little bit. Mm -hmm. You're not living those experiences. Like you're yeah, remembering I... them and kind of confronting them. Mm -hmm. Like the, the torment, the experience of the torment, the main character is almost like therapy. Yeah. Like you dealing with the stuff you did. Like, you know, Walker doesn't. This mm -hmm. is him dealing with it through a either literal or metaphorical hell. Right. This is a punishment, <laughs> you know, and, and torment feels very brutal when you are remembering the things that the selfish incarnation did, but it's not what you did. The amnesia angle puts a shield up, you know, there's like yeah. a much more, you know? Yeah. That, that, that yeah. makes sense. I wasn't trying to like catch in like a hypocrisy no. trap. I just wanted to tease out, to, I, to I tease out what so, makes yeah. this special and different. Yeah, this this you are purely villainous. Yes, and even when you don't seem like it, you are the villain of this game, <laughs> right. like in no uncertain terms. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, so even though this is you know single player when you play it, it is a squad game, and mm -hmm. really cool. This is a system that I didn't engage with the first couple times I played it, but got a lot out of the the most recent times I've done it. Specifically, issuing orders to your squad mates. Um, you can go and Adams. Yes. Lugo and Adams. You can tell them basically where to shoot, who to focus on. Um, mm -hmm. and they will even give you like a couple of, a couple of outs, like emergency. Oh shit buttons. Like they can deploy flash grenades to get you out of jams. Yep. If you're, yeah, if you're, if you're stuck and you can't change cover, mm -hmm. uh, you can send the, tell them to throw a flash grenade. Um, you can give them high priority targets, which is really great. Um, in general. And you also, the kind of, uh, side you know, flip side of this is you also have to take care of them yes um so they can go down if they die the game ends um you can make them revive each other which i really love like mm -hmm. you know somebody goes out i definitely ended up in a couple of situations where somebody was dunk gunned down and it was too scary so i sent my other idiot <laughs> in there they're not really idiots they're great they're actually kind of really great characters but yeah. sent him in there to uh 
to to you know fix the first guy and then he died and then i had to go in and be like okay fine you know <laughs> it rolls uphill, i have to actually go and, and and revive these two right um but yeah it's a uh, it's, it's real cool they'll also call out scenery call out enemies give you warnings and heads up mm-hmm. um this is the way there, there's like a kind of a gimmicky enemy in this uh, game we'll talk about this close combat expert yeah that you, you'll deal with and the only real way you know that they're coming is like you get these these shout outs mm-hmm. and uh this is really accomplishes a lot in the game, um, both in terms of, uh, you know, your villain arc mm-hmm. in this game, but also, um, what, when you see this, this group degrade as a, you know, a chain of command or, or as a military unit, mm-hmm. you know, it's one of the many things that breaks yeah. in the game. Yeah. Uh, and you get to see it happen through these barks and through these orders and like, you know, early in the game, like, go do this thing. Yes, sir. You know, <laughs> later in the game, like, boy, you just maybe like, I just gave you an order and you just like, <laughs> like a damning fucking insult to me that made me feel like shit. Yep. Like you still do it. It mechanically doesn't change, but uh-huh. the context around it changes in a way that is like, yeah, pretty brutal. Yeah. And ongoing friendly chatter, I think adds an awful lot, I think, to the atmosphere of the game. Yeah, friendly in the strictest terms of like, they are not shooting at you. Yeah, you know, you, or, yeah or each other. Yeah, right. You have to break up your two rowdy boys. <laughs> How many rowdy boys were there in Dubai when you got here today, Walker? How many two? boys were rowdy? <laughs> now there's two more. Um, uh, something else, just like a cool little detail about uh, when you when you call stuff out. I th- I, it, I'm sure it's not everything, but it feels like most things have a special tag associated with them. So, like, if you point out an enemy standing next to a truck, Nolan North will say, take out the guy by the truck. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, or, like, you know, different kinds of enemies, you know, with different weapons and things. Again, all of those little details adding up to make that feel very pressing and in the moment. Pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it, it feels very alive. Right. You know, in a really, really good way. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, feels a lot, what also feels alive is the way they incorporate the sand into this. Sometimes it's Mm -hmm. pretty gimmicky. Um, but I think that it works pretty well in a lot of levels. Uh, you can make avalanches, you can throw grenades specifically to kick up clouds of sand that obscure, that obscure visibility. Like, yeah, that's really great. This is still Um, an ongoing disaster and it affects the geometry of play. The um the grenade thing is something I didn't notice on previous playthroughs. I noticed on this one is mm-hmm. that grenades are a really interesting uh, multi-purpose tool in this game in a way they aren't in a lot of kind of standard shooters. Mm-hmm. In that like grenades typically like it's a it's a weapon, but then it is also a way to clear cover or get the enemy to move. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this, it also most grenades kind of function as a flashbang as well. Yeah. If you can land them in a sandy area, like you can actually do it to blind people, and because it is a stop and pop game, it's very focused on headshots. Yeah. So a lot of times the most efficient, if you threw a grenade into cover, it's just going to make everyone leave. You might be able to kind of like fire at somebody as a moving target. If you get in the sand and they stand there kind of rubbing their eyes for a second, <laughs> uh, you can pop off three or four headshots while they're doing so. Yeah. So that kind of, uh, you know, multi-purpose tool is really interesting. Yeah. Um, and I like that it's not tool tipped actually. Oh yeah. I, I yeah. like that it is not just kind of built in, built in as like an advertised mechanic. Yeah, the, the sand stuff in general is in terms of, like, making avalanches. Right, right. Um, that is a thing that, and it also kind of just stops. Yeah. Like, in a weird way that, like, this game definitely has an A and a B side. Like, it has a, a way that it has to present and then what it really wants to say. Mm-hmm. 
the the way that it has to present the sandstorm part of it and it is literally a back of the box quote right um you know that, that has the sand or not the sandstorm the uh sand avalanches thing which mm-hmm. we keep saying sand avalanches the way this articulates if you've never played it is uh like characters will be under glass like a bus will be tipped over filled with sand teetering over some enemies and mm-hmm. if you shoot the windows of the bus the sand will bury the enemies and they'll asphyxiate mm-hmm. uh presumably yeah <laughs> and uh you know yip yip pray um the, uh, so that's what that's what you mean by that and that just kind of fades away it's really neat when it happens though mm-hmm. um and again this was this is the benefit of a third time playing it i was really looking for those opportunities this time yeah probably be, be you know because i knew what was coming with the narrative and wasn't quite in as much of a rush to like get to the next narrative beat, which is how I played it the first two times. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, pretty neat. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I think all of that adds together to make something that is still interesting to play. You know, we, we, mm-hmm. we already talked about it, but yes, it is sufficient for a shooter to just be workmanlike, right? Yeah. Like if, 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 if this had no narrative conceits and you said like, Hey, play this game. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of it, I would not be like, this is one of, this is an amazing game. Yeah. I wouldn't be like, this was like pulling teeth though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, that was like a fun, you know, six hours. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like I did some shooting gallery stuff. I shot some mans. Mm-hmm. Um, that was good. You know, like it's good. It's good. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. but the story is what everybody talks about, you know, rightfully so, you know? Yeah. Well, story. And when we say story, we are doing the thing that like, I do, we do all the time, but also I find, you know, I, I see other people do and I find mm-hmm. it annoying. So it's like, we're both like, and I'm not calling you out. I'm super mm-hmm. guilty of this too. Yeah. It's just calling story as every single thing that isn't play. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. we're talking about presentation. We're talking about UI. We're talking about like every, you know, the, the, the narrative structure, like everything that isn't play yes. in this yeah. is what like ascends it to being very special. Right. Right. Yeah. The story is just efficient shorthand for, for, yeah. for, for all of that. You know, I think that like the plot gets a little, you know, it gets a little wavery. However, it's adherence to theme and it's kind of diligence with foreshadowing. Um, yeah. Both Boy. combine to make this <laughs> fucking exceptional. You know, yeah. like that, that the commitment to foreshadowing cannot be really understated. Um, you know, this is not a high level thing. This is a little, like a, a smaller detail, but like this game is very subtle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not when it's and people <laughs> it gets criticism for not being subtle because it literally is just like a <laughs> monster. Right. That stuff's not subtle. But when you're when you're being distracted by it, calling you, you, you know, you monster down in the corner of the photograph it's also flipping you off right. and you don't, you don't see that you know? <laughs> like, there, there's there's like a lot of tiny details like this is as far as a thematic work where every strut of it supports the theme mm-hmm. this is you know you know t- you know first in class like tied for for industry industry standard and that mm-hmm. shit yeah like it is not just when it's overtly calling you a monster it's doing a lot of things to call you a monster right right and, you're, giving it, you oper- and like very importantly giving you opportunities not to be a monster but not <laughs> those and it's that is so clever and good yeah like um uh, another common criticism of this game is oh this has been done before or this is you know it, it is not necessarily insightful to say that video game characters if looked at objectively, if their behavior is examined, examined objectively, they would be terrible people. Something, mm-hmm. something having been done before or having been done better or differently since doesn't mean it's not done really well in a particular instance, you know, and yeah. here it's done very well. Well, and like, I mean, the other games that do that, like when you look, it's like, 
if you if you say, hey, Gary, do you want to play Spec Ops for the for the fourth time or play Drakengard once? <laughs> like, I will play Spec Ops for a fourth time right. and I will continue to make that choice for infinitum. <laughs> like it is it is a playable game. It's better at expressing that theme. Mm -hmm. You know, like it, it's uh, adding that playability. The first half makes this a very like good version of that. It's also dealing with more than just that theme. Yeah. Like it's not just like, hey, video game protagonists are shitty. It is, you know, that criticism on video games, it's criticism on the the industry, mm -hmm. um, specifically at the time. Like right now, military world, you know, uh, military fight brown people in brown areas. Shooters are a little less popular. Right. Than they were in 2012. But everyone who was alive then remembers like <laughs> shit. You know, we had a modern warfare you know, before they went into space and shit. Right, right. We had like a modern warfare thing where this is all you did. <laughs> like video games were about going to the Middle East and shooting people. Yeah. Whether you're a 50 cent or whether you're, you know, soap, <laughs> you know, like either, either or like this is what you do. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's criticizing not just video games. It's criticizing that genre. Um, it is criticizing like it is a pretty good critique of the American military mm -hmm. um, and kind of um you know, our uh, interventionism Yes, uh, that we have mm -hmm. uh, a thing for the way that we do like to get into other areas and make them worse. And it's, it's, it's a <laughs> and thing that we've done. To do so. yeah. Yeah. And just never, ever fucking found. learn. Yeah. Yeah. We'll never learn from it. And we refuse to, um, <laughs> you know, so that is, that is a, a part of this, uh, this criticism. Yes. That is happening here. So like, it's doing more things than just the, like, you know, Hey, you were told to do a monstrous thing and you did a monstrous thing. Right. You know, there's more to it than that. Yeah. Yeah. When we talk about those themes. I mean, I think broadly, you know, my read on this is that there are at least two uh, that it hits first, you know, how war and brutality change people and how heroism on whatever scale can do more harm than good and often does more harm than good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and then I would say, like, I would add to that just the meta themes, yes. like the parts where this is commenting on. Military shooters and video games in general, right? As as a as a thing, mm -hmm. um, you know. And I would I would say the heroism. I would specifically call that probably American heroism. Like this is yeah, very much yeah. the military setting. Of this is super important. Mm -hmm. You know, like our idea of being a hero. Yes, but yeah, this is this is a lot about uh, PTSD. Mm -hmm. You know, um, can't expect somebody to go do this and just come back unharmed. Right. Um, and all of um, this is put into, or most of this is put into, um, our main character, Walker. Uh, yeah. he is put, he's put into this completely unwinnable situation, right? Um, and he mm -hmm. is not up to the task of helping anyone, let alone mm -hmm. himself, let alone his squad mates. Calling it unwinnable, like, is, so it's not even, it's not just that it's unwinnable, like it's a suicide mission. It shouldn't be one. Right. <laughs> you know? It's it's a task. It's a misguided task from the start. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's not just that he's not up to the task. The task is faulty. Yes. None of this should be happening. Like this has <laughs> happened after a series of un you know unconsidered yeses. Right. Are where we go through the game and we continue to say yes because mm -hmm. video games. Yeah. And the you know the trick for that beginning part of like the bit about Walker not being able to, um you know being on this kind of wrong path is that as playing the video game you never question any of this. Mm -hmm. No, because you know, it's just like it's this here. is just what video happens in video games. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. my three man squad of wisecracking tough guys are gonna go like <laughs> fucking save the world. Like, this yeah. is what happens. And, like, I, I, I know, can, I can terrible. discern, I can discern what forward is, and forward is where I'll go. Yep, <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah. Um, 
as the game goes on and as things continue to get worse and worse and like they get worse um, <laughs> in this game, like it is, it defines worse in like new ways. Um, you will see Walker and her squad mates like mentally and physically destroy themselves. Yes. Um, becoming monsters. Like at the end of the game, you look like two face, mm -hmm. um, you know, you, uh, you're ragged, your voice. Um, I, I, this is, I don't know the source for this. I had like read this somewhere, but I didn't get it properly sourced uh -huh. was that they did all of the, um, voice acting mm -hmm. in this in a day. So yes. by the end, did it chronologically. Right. So by the end of the day, they would be <laughs> as ragged and tired as the characters. <laughs> and they would be as sick of each other as the characters. Yeah. yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. Like if that's, if that's true. That, that, that's a detail um, from a book that was published about this. Um, okay. About, about the production process. So that's, that, yeah, that, that is sourced. Pretty neat. Yep. Um, so it's just, uh, they are just like destroyed. Like mm -hmm. you have a crew of monsters at the end, both yes. morally, physically, and emotional monsters. <laughs> I love that one of the one of the most significant uh, changes is that Walker loses his sleeves. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. like his sleeves are where the where the, the last scraps of bum, his humidity were kept. Bums out, guns out. You know, like, bum out, gun out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna start falling off my sleeves whenever I get depressed or whenever I feel like I'm flirting with the dark side of humanity. Yeah. Oh no. Oh, I better get out of Gary's way. What do you mean? Yeah. Oh, no sleeves. Shrimp. Yeah. Shrimp. Yeah. Uh, how many sleeves were in Dubai when you got here today? Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so you're going to see this and it's done pretty subtly, right? You know, yeah. this, this is a very subtle game for being a game that starts out with you uh, manning a chain gun and a helicopter. Again, very intentional, yes. right? Like the, the, you're starting out with this ultimate empowerment and very video game ass thing. Yeah. Um, so this is this is the changes happening subtly throughout the entire game. There's also big changes, like sea mm -hmm. changes, moral choices that happen, um, and they are presented in a really interesting way on multiple in multiple ways. Yes. Um, the coolest thing is it is not a Bioshock uh, button prompt. Not, like, do not, I you're harvest not, this little girl? You're not picking. Not. You're not picking your. Uh, you know. You're not picking the lesser two evils off of a menu. Nope. Yeah, it's just what you do. Mm -hmm. You know, and these are presented in different ways. We'll talk about specifically once we get to the body of the episode, but they're all different. Mm -hmm. Like there are three major ones I can think of, and they all articulate in really different ways. Mm -hmm. um, none of them have that prompt, but what they mean in the narrative context, or how, essentially, like how much actual choice is there. Mm -hmm are three different options, all of which are really interesting and kind of present different ideas yes. that the game plays with. Yeah. Um, and when we say that there are moral choices in this, it's not like the narrative branches. Yeah. You know, like you're, you're still, again, you have discerned what forward is. And often these choices are put in, you know, put in the way of forward. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, you know, it just kind of colors, which, you know, <laughs> it colors your descent. Yeah. Yeah. And descent is also, again, one of those things that, again, is just uh, every theme of this, like you unnaturally go downwards in this game. Mm -hmm. Anytime that happens, I really love it. Yeah. Um, you are constantly going down. Um, <laughs> sometimes your goal is just go down. Right. And then you go down, you end up in an area and somehow there's more down. Yeah. <laughs> without ever going up. Right. Like this version of Dubai is stairs going downwards. Yes. Like essentially into hell. Like, you know, again, <laughs> literally or possibly figuratively, like. It is uh, you constantly are moving downwards, mm -hmm. um, which I get just a little thematic strut that I think is super good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we'll, we'll talk about all those individual choices. Um, 
you know, one of the things that happened to this is they didn't say like, hey, let's make this shooter that that criticizes and subverts other shooters. They just stumbled upon it mm -hmm. um, when they started like trying to integrate their story with play, um, which, again, is one of those like I get uh, kind of like best in class things. I think this game is, mm -hmm. which is that intersection between narrative and play. Yeah. Um, this game does that really perfectly. Yes. It is one of the most like ludo narrative consonant um, games I've ever played. 100 percent. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to look up actually like the just the, the, the highest kill count anybody in the US military has gotten. Mm -hmm. Um I that that data apparently doesn't exist or it only exists for snipers. And I find it hard yeah. to believe that the snipers. Sni snipers that snipers have a corner on that market. I you just, have to join the military to get that info. Oh damn it. You have to go in and be like, Can I get the high score? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, I was I was just curious about that because people make that compare, you know, pe people make that observation about Nathan Drake. It's a pretty tired one, you know, that you're killing hundreds of people, you know. I just wanted to see how that existed. You you mentioning yeah. the little narrative consonants made that uh made, yeah. made that stick out for me. Well, and it's it's like when you make that criticism about video game people, you know, uh one like it is a tired one in general, right? Mm -hmm. Like yeah. we talked about this when we talked about the dispatch on violence a little bit. Like I'm a little sick of that point. Yeah. Um but it matters kind of like what you're doing in service to yes you know that that's part of the the thing so like this one it is in service to this this idea that we actually as a society like as an individual individual you might not but as a society we believe in a military yes. and we believe in the u.s government having kind of the right to do this societally mm -hmm. even if you don't individually right um one of the things that when it does stick out sometimes it's things like nathan drake where he's doing it to get treasures <laughs> you know or he's yeah. doing it to do you know indiana jones stuff like all those lives have to be worth gold, right? Like right. he's trying to get money in those <laughs> right. games is my understanding. Um, you know, and that's kind of where, where the thing is. And this one is saying, even with this higher purpose, that higher purpose is bullshit. Mm -hmm. And it's also bad. Yes. You know, like if, if, if Jaeger did, like if they get the uncharted license, <laughs> it's not going to be kind to Nathan Drake. No, no. Like it's, it's going to be like, I would, I would play that game. I think it'd be very funny. <laughs> I, I don't but, think Nolan North would work with Jaeger again. Yeah, yeah I, would, I, would be, uh, I would be. Oh, definitely not for that too. Like, yeah. can you imagine? Like, you know, we're gonna push you through the ringer. Like, at the end of it, it would just be the guys from Jaeger just beating the shit out of them. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just, like literally, just like you, you did this. All right, Nolan, it's time to do the damage barks. What do you mean? Why do you have yeah. a nine? Why do you have a nine iron? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if we're gonna attach this car battery up to your dick. Yeah. Um, <sighs> Voice well, actors unions are important. Um, <laughs> yeah. No car batteries. No car batteries. <laughs> um, so, so, anywho. Yeah. Uh, development in this game, pretty long, pretty troubled. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, came out well after the most recent Spec Ops game. Like, this has nothing to do with the first-person shooters that released in the late 90s. Um, which which just, are nothing. What's that? Like, the, 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 which are nothing. Like right. Those games have no identity to them. <laughs> right. um, they are just what this is making fun of, exactly, pretty much, except they're in different areas. Right. Like there's a Vietnam, there's a there's a desert one, there's a you know World War Two one, mm -hmm. etc. Yes, um, but the development began in earnest on this iteration in uh, in 2007. This was released in 2012, so five years. That's what that's how long Bioshock Infinite took to develop, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so they uh, they originally just wanted to make this about or they wanted to make this about futuristic sol futuristic soldiers. Mm -hmm. You know, again, this is before the theme. Don't try to imagine like <laughs> they were gonna try to tug our heartstrings with like beep boop bot, <laughs> you know, super soldier. Right. Um, but two K said no. We have to do the game in Dubai. 
Um, but 2K was actually generally really hands off. Yes. Other than a couple things like, hey, we have the Spec Ops license. Do you want that? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, do Dubai. Okay. You have to have a multiplayer. Okay. Yeah. And then kind of like hands off, which is why this is such a weird game. Yeah. Um, you know, so they, they end up having uh, Dubai. They went through a lot of different writers um, as they went through. Um, eventually, uh, Walt Williams kind of hopped on board for this. He'd done uh, some work on Bioshock 2. Yes. Yeah. Uh, um, and writing this game took three years, and it took a huge chunk out of Williams if his story is to be believed about it. He he, mm-hmm. he plumbed the darkness for it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he wrote a book called Significant Zero, which I have not read, mm-hmm. um, but it's interesting. It's cool that, you know, I want more of that kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, game writers or game makers just like literally just doing memoirs about the process of creating. Yes. Like oftentimes that stuff is, is NDA'd and you, and you can't talk about that. And uh, I think that's a shame. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so just audio visually, I think, the, you know, the, 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 the visuals, like the art design is, you know, it, it served well, right? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the soundtrack really stands out to me um, above even the visuals because they make a lot of really, really good choices. Uh, they kind of cross this psychedelic sound with or, you know, with a regular military sound um, mm-hmm. that I think works really well. It makes it feel like a commentary on war circa like Vietnam, but they do not do the uh, the cliche thing of bringing yeah. in, you know, fortunate song along or what have you. Tower. Yes. You know, establishing shot Vietnam <laughs> all along the watchtower. Yeah, you know, uh, do it does that. not does not do that. Yeah. Um, there's also like the score stuff, the the non licensed stuff, um, like the signature instrument of this. If this is a Peter and the Wolf thing, would be exceedingly distorted guitar. Yes. Um, you know, which is really appropriate. Yep, super uh, fuzzy. Yeah, super fuzzy, super slow. It actually the, some of the score stuff reminds me of the soundtrack. Of there will be there will be blood. Oh yeah. <laughs> or something like that, you know, um, it is not, uh, empowering. Right. You know? uh, so. the, the, the earliest version of this game, the one that would have been done by, uh, I think rockstar in the early two thousands, they would have had a score by Josh Homme of Queens of the stone age. I mm. would kill a man to hear that, to hear that score. It would be the earliest version of the game though. Yeah, that's so true. that score might just be like heroic nonsense. <laughs> you know, it would just be like workmen. Yeah. Queens of the stone age. Yeah. So However, the they, you know, he, he, he particular does a lot of like really psychedelic stuff. I think that would have been cool. Um, mm-hmm. but oh, well, uh, the licensed music stands out and also makes this game a fucking nightmare to stream. I think my stream archives were pulled off of YouTube, uh, because mm-hmm. of even, even licensed music that I didn't identify and mute. So yeah. Oopsie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pretty, pretty silly. But it's it, the the game is a really good way of reminding you how good Hush is. <laughs> it's such like a good as a song. song. <laughs> uh, yeah, is one of the one of the that's actually the fifth theme. We didn't really talk about that. <laughs> how good how Hush many is. People knew about Hush when you got into the body. Um, yeah, but yeah, Hush, Hush is a good song. Um, yeah. yeah, the licensed music is really really clever. Um, adds that surreal tone, which is really important. Um, as we'll kind of detail. Yeah. Um, it's really tightly associated with a character in the story. You've got Radio Man, voiced by Gary Busey's son. Weirdly enough, it sounds like he's got some real Busey vibes. <laughs> it's, he's extremely Busey. Busey. Yeah, he's bused out. <laughs> uh, totally bused yeah. out. Um, but again, they do cool stuff instead of going the cliche route. Like, yeah, they've got Deep Purple in there, but that's not really a war song. Um, mm-hmm. They they pull uh, like psychedelic sounding stuff from you know the mid two thousands. They got Black Angels. They've got Mogwai in there. Um, mm-hmm. it's all really good and yeah. used to fantastic effect to really kind of underline and highlight cool stuff about these scenes. 
Yep. Uh, it is uh, it is super cool. Yep. Um, the game uh, early on sold kind of below what they we thought and reviewed okay, but was kind of mostly ignored. This is a cult classic. Yeah. Um, you know, it got released between Modern Warfare 3 and Battlefield 3, mm-hmm. which like, again, that, that tells you what this market was, like what this <laughs> game is taking sites against, right? Yes. Modern Warfare, like just think of, look at those as words is very funny to me. <laughs> like, war, they made a new Warfare? <laughs> Warfare 3. Oh, there's a third Battlefield? <laughs> like, I, I, I'm just getting used to the lay of the land of the first Battlefield, but now there's Battlefield 3. <laughs> it's like how when you go to a restaurant and it's like, Vinny's Pizza 2 or Vinny's Pizza <laughs> Annex, you know, <laughs> or some shit like that. Like, you know, it is just uh, video games are sometimes bad, um, you know, so it's very hard to, like, say what this game is. It's one of those games where it's like, oh, just trust me. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm very sympathetic to being skeptical of just trust me. Yes. Because you're asking for someone's time in a way that is a lot, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it, like time is valuable. That's all we have. We're, none of us are soon for this earth, or like long for this earth. So like, yeah. <laughs> you know, saying, hey, play this generic cover shooter for six hours. Trust me is a tough thing to read from a publication. Yes. You know, like I, a friend maybe, but. Yeah. Yeah. Additionally, you know, during the period of time where the sales would have mattered for like the bottom line, you know, summary of the game's success, you know, 60 bucks is a lot to throw in on, you know, on faith that this is going to turn out to be really good. Mm-hmm. You know, just all the world, this, this looks like the things that it is commenting on. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, like I, I ignored this until I heard, you know, a critical mass of people that I trust saying no, actually. And then they even just kind of like summarized what was special about it. And I was like, Oh yeah, I can get in with that. Yeah. Yeah. I have to give a lot of credit to um, Aaron Signal mm-hmm. for getting me into this, which I like uh, saw the, the vid- the, he did a video on it, started watching it, and then stopped watching it when I was like, okay, this is interesting. Yes. Uh, bought it, played it, and then finished watching the video. Um, like that Aaron Signal video is really good. It's old. Like it's classic Aaron <laughs> Signal video. And I don't know if he's like super into it, but it's a really great, great piece of criticism. But it's what got me into, into this game. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, so we talked about that multi that multiplayer section. Jaeger really didn't want to do it, but it was kind of a back of the box thing that they needed to have. Uh, weirdly, it was done by the same people who did the Bioshock Two multiplayer, which was similarly superfluous. Even uh, though that's supposed to be pretty good, actually, right, we right. talked about that that episode. But that that has its fans mm-hmm. for sure. But it's just, it's just funny that like if I think about two two games, you know, or a phenomenon from that era of games that don't need multiplayer having multiplayer. Like, why does Dead Space Two have multiplayer, Gary? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, I feel like yeah, a multiplayer mode is pretty unnecessary for you. Know, I, I like pick a lane. Yep. You know, generally. Yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, reviewers who were reviewing this holistically saw that there was multiplayer and said, okay, this, if, you know, if somebody's going to buy this because of that, understand that it's not really, it's not really what this is about. And yeah. they, you know, they, they, they dinged it because of how reviews work. Right. For sure. But also at the time, like all of those games, so like Battlefield, Call of Duty and stuff like that, the single player for those games are training for multiplayer. Yes. Like, Call of Duty, when Modern Warfare came out, the fact that it had an actual, like, good campaign mm-hmm. was was noteworthy as hell. Yes. Because previous to that, there were Call of Duty games you could play by yourself, but that was the superfluous feature. The idea at the time, like, Modern Military Shooters, this was a game you'd play perpetually, and you could do the single player as training. Mm-hmm. And it was only in, around when this came out that the idea of doing, um, you know, a single player that was meaningful kind of came about and it's only really now that like 
hey, a six-hour, really intense single-player experience is friendly. Like, if this game came out now, it would review a lot better. Oh, yeah. Than the context in which it came out. Um, not just because, like, prevailing attitudes have changed. Like, people are kind of less in love with, you know, American military adventurism. Um, <laughs> and also American military shooters mm-hmm. than they used to be. But also just because I think that games criticism has moved up to a point where, like, we have space for this. Yes. You know? Yeah. So... Um, there's no, uh, there, there, there were, they ended it in a very unambiguous way. Mm -hmm. Uh, that means there can't really be sequels for this. Um, there was a DLC that was pitched for it, um, with one character who, uh, you don't know exactly what happens to them. Um, but it is good that didn't happen. Yeah. Because that would be dumb. Like we don't need to, this, this game says everything that needs to be said about the things it has things to say about. Yeah. Any, Any, anything, uh, different would feel like a weird take back. Um, and there's tons more to say, but we're going to get into it as the individual examples come up. Yes. Like I could just kind of talk generally about this game for hours. It feels like, <laughs> yep. um, but it'll be useful to have the individual plot beats in front of us as like examples of what it, what it does. Like this is a month where we are spoiled for uh, premium episodes. Cause this would have been a great premium episode. Like just in terms of having a lot of value, mm-hmm. you know, in the back half, like the, you know, there's just a lot to say. Yes. So good shit. Yeah. Um, let us get into it. Oh, I gotta, gotta kill it. So it opens up with a shot of an upside down battered American flag. I forget in flag code what the upside down flag means. <laughs> distress. Okay, cool. Yeah, it means uh, it means distress. Cool. So, well, that's apt. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and uh, and and uh, the cover of Jimi Hendrix uh, doing the Star Spangled Banner yes. is the music that plays on the title. When you say open up, this is the title screen mm-hmm. um, that pops up. There's a uh, a sniper on the roof as well. Um, that kind of changes. Mm-hmm. There's a really subtle touch here as well. Um, there is the faint sound and I, I found this from like doing research and stuff. I yeah, did not notice yeah. this. Um, and there's a blanket caveat, right? Like I'm not trying to snake any points. Like I definitely came away from this with my own impressions and stuff. Mm-hmm. Also, when I played it, I was obsessed with it mm-hmm. and watched a lot of YouTubes and stuff. Yeah. That yeah. stuff has definitely synthesized in my mind in the last like six years. <laughs> so I don't want to feel like I'm snaking anyone's point. Just know that this is similar to like when we talk about dark souls, where, it is kind of a community effort at understanding. Like I, yeah. I remember some of the things that I just definitely didn't notice, but some of them, who knows where it came from. Yeah. This is something I didn't notice. Um, there's a soft sound of a helicopter mm-hmm. uh, in this. And depending on where you reload your game, this is there or not in a way that's super significant to like a final and not at all signaled twist <laughs> of this game, which is the thing I was saying that we did not pick up on when we recorded that level about it. Yeah. Or I don't remember us, us talking about it all. Mm-hmm. I think that was before any of us figured it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, uh, yeah. Yeah. The game starts. So the game starts and we've got uh, a, a big, a big old violence, big old violence yeah. going on. Um, incredibly heightens 
you know, like if I saw this in a, uh, if, if I saw this in a, a, a movie, it would feel over the top. Uh, yep. We've got our squad uh, in this attack helicopter flying through this ruined du Dubai, and I am uh, manning a chain gun, right? Shooting down enemy choppers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it's very video game. Yep. <laughs> you know, you are doing a turret section. Um, you are very unlikely to die during this. Like, there aren't really stakes. Mm -hmm. And the action is super over the top. It is your one helicopter versus tons of helicopters <laughs> right um you're shaming down you're seeing destruction on a ridiculous wide scale mm -hmm. um your guys are shouting at each other and you can hear that they're unhinged and stuff mm -hmm. um this is you know this is after that happens but you don't really question it <laughs> um you know even though later you will like sink in this and swim in this mm -hmm. you know um but now it is just feels like normal video game yes yeah you know? everybody is very very stressed out yeah. So cut to earlier um, where we have Walker doing some narration as he gets ready to go on his mission, talking about Conrad, you know, a fucking hero. Right. Walker had served under Conrad back in Afghanistan um, and Conrad had been sent out uh, to lead this rescue effort in Dubai, uh, leading the 33rd in this evacuation mission. And six months have gone by really without hearing him. Uh, hearing from mm -hmm. him, you know, uh, the last thing they heard was this transmission, you know, before the storm wall came in, uh, saying like, yeah, the mission is a complete failure. Death toll, death toll too many. Yes. Um, and the reason you want to save Conrad is because Conrad saved you. Yes. Like he pulled you out of a fire, saved your life. Mm -hmm. You know, he is quote unquote, a fucking hero. Yeah. Um, you have to save him. Right. Uh, so it is a personal kind of quest for you. <laughs> um, this moves us into the chapter. The game is, uh, you know, is organized in chapters. Mm -hmm. um, this is chapter one, the evacuation. Right. Um, and we're just kind of walking in. It's a, it's, it's just a, yep. a, a final fancy stroll. There's no, you know, uh, airdrop or anything. We are just going into Dubai on foot um, and, you know, kind of walking along the highways, you know, with all the stopped cars and such. Mm-hmm. And we're introduced to our characters and it couldn't be more cliche, right? Like, <laughs> um, we have Walker who is guy, whitey shoot good, mm -hmm. like exceedingly generic. Um, there is Lugo who is kind of like, uh, you know, if he were in a Vietnam movie, he'd be called Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. Um, kind of like a wee, he sounds like the scout or something, you know, yeah, he's yeah. like the scout in TF2 or something <laughs> like that. Like, um, super wisecracking, you know, tons of jokes. Um, and then we got Adams who is a little bit more serious second command. Yeah. Um, I'm a black dude. The reason why I'm saying that is because this is a very standard loadout <laughs> for what this is purporting to be. Yes. Right. Like a wisecracking kind of white dude and like a black dude there for black dude's sake. Right. Like <laughs> is what this would do. Yes. You know, if this were just what it was making fun of. Mm hmm. Yeah, but you know we got Lugo, you know, talking about the chafing in his pants. You know, they 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 knew there'd be Sam, but not here. Uh, <laughs> mm, and yeah. you know, kind of set, setting up a little bit of the tenor. This whole place is a no man's land. The you know, ever, ever since uh, what happened with the thirty third, Americans are not supposed to be here. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, but you've got no choice. <laughs> um, so so you're walking around, uh, joking, going through this little tutorial valley that is you know duck cover run, run right. etc um i like that run is a toggle yes this. i usually hate that but it actually works really well here because you're always sprinting from cover to cover yeah so 
you're not going to be sprinting for long periods of time and you're not going to need to like sprint, walk, sprint, walk. Mm -hmm. Like there's no stamina bar either. There's no stamina bar. Yeah. Like you, you want to get to the next piece of cover. Like it's a very clever little choice. Yes. Um, and you're seeing this, you know, this highway is full of cars, um, mummified bodies that have been destroyed by the storm. Right. You know, really, really nasty. Um, Mm -hmm. and you pass a stop sign, which is real good. Um, there's tons of subtle signaling in this game and we're going to point out when we notice it. Um, (laughs) but there's probably stuff that we missed because there's tons of it. Yes. Yeah, it is. It is all over the place, but we're headed toward this distress beacon, right? But when we get there, we find out that it's been put together out of basically spare parts. It's not military. Uh, and it is playing a message from Conrad. In fact, the last message that we heard from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And as we, we continue forward, we, we find this fresh body in the ground, um, still warm. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the 33rd. Again, the uh, the damned 33rd. Yes. And uh, we are ambushed by these refugees. Um, they uh, they say they, you know, they. Mexican standoff, kind of, you know, they pull on us. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk and uh, Lugo speaks Farsi. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, hey, they, you know, 33rd was trying to kill them. Lugo tries to talk them down, um, but they cannot be talked down. Right. And this is the first little situation in which you have <laughs> either figuratively or literal, you know, figuratively uh, like a little like an angel and a devil on your shoulder. Like <laughs> the tension is rising. You are trying to talk them down. That would be the peaceful solution. You also have at this point, Adams is saying like, hey, you know, we can shoot out that window mm-hmm. on that bus full of sand and actually take these dudes out yeah they're standing beneath you know? the you know a, a tilted over bus uh that is full of sand you know which yeah, just would be... so you know you make the call right yeah so it's either wait for things to go further south as we refuse to be able to talk to them you know uh they probably have a point in <laughs> not wanting yeah. to not wanting to uh not trusting americans not to shoot them in the back at this point um yeah. specifically like like the refugee faction in this you know the in the story um the kind of aristocracy of dubai you know all of the ceos and government folks they downplay to the general population most of which are migrant workers and like we said basically you know sl- slaves they said you mm-hmm. know everything's going to be fine while they all evacuated so like these are basically slaves who were left to die um and were mistreated by the people who uh were sent to rescue them so yep. You know, from that perspective, it's understandable. And they don't know who you are. Right. The same way you don't really know who they are, they don't know who you are. Right, right. Like, they are justified, you are justified. This is one of the examples in this game of just there not being a right answer because no one has complete information. Yeah, yeah. So you can either you know? let the let the firefight start organically or you can cut things off by shooting the uh, by shooting out the glass. But violence is inevitable here. Yes. Um, and you kill them. And Walker's like, I thought we were supposed to be rescuing people. <laughs> and early on, your squad kind of has your back and is just like, you know, we are, we're, we're doing, you know, this is, this is, you know, what we have to do. We have to get in to help people out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, as you're moving forward, you get another distress call uh, from some people in danger. They're holed up uh, in a downed plane. You have to run up. This is a group called Alpha Patrol. Uh, military naming <laughs> conventions are dumb. And uh, you fight yourself in the way, uh, fight your way in. And you actually do save some, some hostages here. Yes. Yeah, um, but they're they're dying. They've there's been enough violence already. Right. Like this is a thing where you get their like dying words or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You um, know, saying like, hey, other hostages in this place called the nest. Uh, but mm-hmm. he, you know, he he fades out actually before he can confirm if Conrad is alive. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> if we're not talking about the combat so much right now, it's because it feels very standard. You know, you're fighting a smattering of refugees. They're behind waist high walls. They're fighting with a standard kind of weapon loadouts. When we start hitting, uh, either new, uh, kind of combat situations or kind of different enemies, we will highlight those. 
Yeah. And I think we got a lot of it like kind of out of the way early on too. Yeah. Like even though like I do think that the combat in this is underrated in the strictest sense of the terms mm-hmm. uh, term, it is a stop and pop, you know, go to cover, look for headshots, yes. plus people out of cover, etc. Yes. You know, like there's not a whole lot to talk about that in the moment to moment. And one of the things that makes me feel good about just talking or mostly talking about the narrative and what happens in this game is because that is what's providing the context for the shooting you're doing. Yes. This game yeah. is about the shooting you're doing, knowing why and or the more specifically, like not knowing why or being wrong about why mm-hmm. you're doing it is the point of the game. Yes. Yeah. So this takes so. us into chapter two, the Dune, uh, yep. where, you know, we're outside of mission parameters. Like very early on, we have gone, uh, we, we have gone uh, away from the plan. You know, mm-hmm. Walker says orders ain't worth nothing if it means leaving people to die, Luco. So yep. we're going to go in and go rogue because we know what's best. Yes, we uh, we know what's good for the world. Yeah, yeah. Because we are an American military. <laughs> so we get um, into this fancy building, this television station. And of course, Lugo has to roll up with some Diablo Cody ass shit saying it's quaint. It's very post-apocalyptic. Hey, Lugo, what yeah. does that mean? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's, the, it's the name of an Invisibles trade. Is it? Maybe Lugo is just a real big fan of the Invisibles. <laughs> okay. Um was uh, now he'll never get to kiss mr quimper um the uh so yeah it is uh uh you know going through this environment um you get some grenades kind of introducing grenade uh kind of mechanics and also gun turrets mm-hmm. um you know grenades are really great for flushing out gun turrets of course um really really good this is i found to be a great uh send send lugo after mm-hmm. these guys you know, click on the gun turret and be like, prioritize that target. And one yeah. of your grunts will throw a grenade at and take care of a, a turret for you. Yes. Which is really great. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you get those. Uh, once you get indoors, however, uh, something bizarre happens. Uh, the PA system starts playing Hush by Deep Purple. Again, one mm-hmm. of the themes uh, of this game is that Hush is a very good song. Um, yes. And we've got this DJ who's talking to us saying, hey, the ceasefire is over. The 33rd is on the move. Uh, yep. So there is somebody at least organizing all of this violence. Yes. Um, this introduces Radio Man, mm-hmm. Gary Busey Sr.'s son. Um, <laughs> the, uh, hearing this song is very genuinely surprising. Yes. Um, there's a lot this game does to kind of put you subtly off off base mm-hmm. and they're off your off your kind of balance and this is the the one of the first big things yes you know it's just weird it fits really well and one of the things that's trying to like it feels pretty good to do this gameplay over this music mm-hmm. um i you know it's like this is a good song it's a catchy rock song and you're shooting lots of people and it feels pretty good yes and that <laughs> is also again playing into this theme like the joy of this part is so <laughs> yeah um, and just, I love the idea that there is somebody who is actively soundtracking your adventure or your misadventure yeah. through this, Yeah, you know, very like, weird. why, what, why is it hush? Does that have any relevance to what's going on here? Later? It's super on the nose. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you get to like, yeah. it's like, yeah. what is it? The, 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 the third Vietnam cover. war or something like that. <laughs> no, no. Well, he plays, um, yeah, well, he plays, uh, uh, run for cover. So you better run, you better hide. Yeah. Yeah. No, or you know? yeah, nowhere it, to run, nowhere to hide. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um here it's just, you know it's just i think it's just a good song yeah um you uh you continue through this combat encounter um out get out behind it and uh you end up uh where the, all these combatants are firing at you from this building uh with this facade that has been blown off right from it 
Um, it seems like it just kind of won't stop. Like you are just kind of pinned down permanently and it seems like the end, however, a sandstorm comes and ends things for you. Yes. Um, so it takes care of those guys and you fall through the roof. The roof collapses actually again, falling. You're constantly falling in this game (laughs) and that's appropriate as you enter into chapter three underneath. Right. Um, and so you've kind of fallen into what appears to be like this fancy ornate hotel, uh, maybe a hotel or like a, like a a convention center. Perhaps a hotel for dogs. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> we, 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 don't know. we, we bought a hotel for dogs. Yeah. yeah dog bye. Um, <laughs> dog <park. laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, we're pinned down. We've got to, we've got to defend ourselves from attacks from above. It's really cool to be able to shoot the glass out from underneath people to make them fall. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, that's really neat. Um, you're kind of, uh, you can to press forward and, uh, you see, uh, you hear some kind of folks come through and one of them's American. Like, this mm-hmm. seems like it's going to be a mini boss, you know, in video game parlance. I'm like, oh, this is a lieutenant. You right. know, <laughs> this is the first guy I get to kill who's big. This yeah. is the named guy. Um, you know, this is uh, Agent uh, Kastavin. Um, and he says they actually have one of the alpha soldiers. They mentioned before he's being kept below. Like, mm-hmm. we'll get him to talk. Like, he, it's very, like, you know, villainy. Yeah. Yeah. At this point. Yep. Um, so we escape through uh, Sandstorm outside. It's a pretty brief chapter. You know, we're just mm-hmm. kind of uh, ushered along by this rush of C4 that they dropped. More uh, sand play. Yeah, but <laughs> please don't say sand play. That's <laughs> when you put sand in your urethra. Cool. Yeah. Taking us to chapter four, the refugees. Yeah, the refugees. Yeah. Um, so now we are kind of in the substructure of the city or just more city that's underneath more city because mm-hmm. surreal hellscape. Right. Um, and this is where refugees have been holed up. Yeah. Um, this is great. Like there are little kids drawings taped to walls. There's definitely like signs of inhabitation, uh, inhabitants. Yes. Um, there is a lot of, uh, the actual, like, it's not really quite environmental storytelling, mm-hmm. but I think this game does a really good job with like clutter. Like yeah. when you're in areas, things make sense. There is a, a degree of restraint mm-hmm. with clutter. It doesn't just feel like somebody just did the fill tool for like, jars and here's ten thousand jars of different sizes like along a wall you know it's not going for that this it feels real it feels like this could be you know a space where people were yeah um wall hangings and basically you Uh, know just any kind of wall decorations are always really good too i think you know down mm -hmm. here you know you don't just have those kids drawings but you also have like a wall a wall for missing persons posters Right. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm looking for this particular person uh, in general. The, graf- the graffiti is always really good, kind of outlines mm-hmm. a little bit of like, you know, which faction was doing what in which places before you got there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and much like, you know, the characters and the player like doesn't know what these mean until you <laughs> until way later, until it's too late. Yeah. Like that incomplete information is such a big theme for this. And like when I name check this game, like a lot of times or talk about it in reference to other games. That's one of the things that I bring up a lot Yeah, is this, like the danger of making high consequence decisions with incomplete information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, also uh, one area where they do do the fill is they've got these rooms that are just full of lit candles. Whenever yeah. I see one of these in media, I think about what a pain it would be to do it. With to set yeah. That or to take them all out. Yeah. And the, the, this is definitely true, but you think about also like, this is for at nighttime with no lights, Yes, you know, there's no electricity. Like there's no, this is completely like pitch dark. You need to be able to be able to walk to the bathroom and shit. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, and a candle, um, they always say like, have some candles in case the power goes out. Like 
dog you ever try to do anything by a candle <laughs> like if, if you are literally hunched over and have a book like two inches away from your eyes you can read by it <laughs> but if you're holding it it doesn't like the floor no like you don't get to walk with it you know <laughs> like uh you need like candles on the sides of your boots yes or something and then like special candle boots <laughs> um you know i don't know but there, there's a it takes a lot of candles to to make meaningful light so yeah this is a stylistic thing but i also i think it, it makes it, sense you get it yeah. yeah um additionally uh something i love about this they've been taking all of the fancy stuff from the rich people's apartments this is great in order to the, uh furnish like their they even have a piano yeah <laughs> yeah you know so oh um and as you're kind of moving through here it gets darker this is what the other thing, man it's worth talking about this too um, really great, like use of quiet time, mm -hmm. uh, in this game. Like they know that the combat is not very like, you know, it is very modal. Mm -hmm. Um, but it doesn't feel like, like a Tomb Raider 2016 thing where it's like time for shoot time for climb mm -hmm. time for stealth. It feels like there's time for shoot and everything else is like quiet time and story building and environments. Yes. Um, it has that sense of like, if you're going to be in a, do a, an arena fight, like don't make it, uh, you know, it can't be a relentless. Right. Um, they do a really good job of making it not that, mm -hmm. um, you know, because this is a, this is a long, quiet period of you just walking through areas, including when you go past these candles and go to this room or this hallway, essentially, where uh, soldiers from the 33rd are lined up against the wall and executed. Right. And this is very important uh, in terms of your character motivations. Like mm -hmm. you are supposed to have or your character is supposed to have a little bit of a hate on for the people who did this. Yeah. You know, like it. Yeah, your nationalism. Hey, they're killing American soldiers. Like that's fucked up, right? Yeah, they're they're like, killing Conrad soldiers. Yeah. He's a fucking hero. Yeah, he's a fucking hero. Like things I'm going to do are going to be fucking justified because they did this, <laughs> right? You know, and that is uh, that is something it's trying to instill in you. Yes. Um, toward the end of this, you um see this agent uh confer confirmed CIA right uh he was roughing up the alpha soldier who you've been sent to get here you know to to, to go for this is the nest um and this alpha soldier is like you know saying like hey CIA you fucked this up by stirring up the locals like yeah. you are the reason everything has gone wrong um and that 33rd soldier's pretty right <laughs> yeah the CIA are extremely villainous in this game oh okay uh, yeah. <laughs> just, you can just knock in this game off the end of that and it's yeah, good. yeah exactly like they're they're not um you know but again like there's a little bit of you know because of the context and because of the genre and what you're playing like you can mm -hmm. be like uh oh this is this is uh you know <laughs> these are good guys these are you know yeah the, they the, have our the, interest in mind the yeah the 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 the, the damned are good you know you know so, as as a uh even if as an individual, you don't buy into it societally, like growing up, like the CIA is okay. That's yeah. agent Mulder and Scully. Like we like them, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, they have our best interest at heart. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Just don't, just don't ask too many questions. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the soldier kills the, the agent after, you know, um, and turns his gun on you. Um, and you can, you can shoot, mm -hmm. you can not shoot. Um, it's up to you. Right. Uh, if you don't shoot, he can go down further into the nest and, you know, go for mm -hmm. his commander. Yeah. And when we say um, this is, uh, yeah, so we, in, it's up to you. This is the one of the, this, or this is the first like gameplay moral choice. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not really, it doesn't have a really big impact or anything like that, but it just happens in game. Again, it's just shoot or not shoot. Um, Lugo and Adams are saying like, take the shot, don't take the shot. Essentially, yeah. again, devil and angel on your shoulder mm -hmm. uh, here. Yeah. And uh, he's reasonable, like he's villainous, but he's reasonable to be, um, you know, to, to be suspicious of you. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. At this point, are, are you actually Delta Force? Were you sent here by the CIA again? Yeah. Like the refugees, everybody else has been trying to kill us. So yes, you know, yep, yep. yeah. Um, so you go to follow him and you follow through the CIA safe room, right? Uh, where mm -hmm. he's got all of the intel up on the walls. When you get there, the thirty third opens fire on you. Yeah. Um, and I, I, you know, I, this this is always something that is made me feel a little bit conflicted about this. But for me, the idea of killing American soldiers feels icky in a way that killing the other people doesn't. Like this mm -hmm. for me is a real like line to cross. Um, and I, I, I've not been able to reconcile why that is, you know, yeah. even more so than the others. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's like an ingrown, you know, prejudice you have. That's like part of your enculturation. Yes. You know, growing up that like, those are our guys, Yeah. you know, like that teamsmanship is just kind of part of having a, a, you know, growing up in a place, like having a nationality, you know? Um, and it's, it's not, that doesn't mean that's good. It's just kind of what the game is trucking on. Yeah. And even after you do it, like your squad mates are like, those were American soldiers. <laughs> right. You know, like yeah. you know, your squad mates are like, what the fuck, dude? Mm -hmm. Like we don't shoot them, but you can't talk them down. This is the game, not giving a choice. This is them putting this moral choice you have to make in front of forward. Yes. You know, you have to do this to move forward. You'll do it. And then later you will justify it to yourself. Mm -hmm. Oh you know, yeah. After well, Walker is in complete denial about this. Yeah. You know, he's saying like, okay, it's fine to kill them because they're, they've obviously gone rogue. They're working against yeah. the mission. They were sent here to evacuate people and they're killing the people they ought to evacuate. Connor, I would never let this happen. We need to rescue him from the 33rd, which yeah. makes no goddamn sense. Nope. Nope. But again, if you, if you go from this, like Conrad has to be good thing that he <laughs> believes in and there, this is the beginning of him you know, sunk cost back justifying anything. Yes. You know, which totally happens like that. This is a real ass thing that people do all the time. Mm -hmm. Like that can't be true because if that is true, then I did this for no reason. Right. You know, it's like a weird, weird parallel with this. This game is like breaking bad. Mm -hmm. Cause that there's Walter White does that all the time. Oh yeah. Like he is a constant state of that can't be true because if that's true, I did this for no reason. Right. And uh, that is very human, but also incredibly flawed. Yeah, you know, causes a good number of the bad things that happen in the world to happen. Cognitive dissonance is yeah. what that is, which a loading screen tells you about. In this game. There's a loading screen that just says cognitive dissonance is having two ideas in your head at once. Yeah. And the discomfort you feel from having two ideas in your head at once. Two, two incompatible uh, ideas. Yeah. Two incompatible ideas. Um, one of the things about this game, you know, we, we didn't talk about it, was that there are loading screens that happen when you die or when you switch levels mm -hmm. um, that start off, uh, you know, tap this button for grenades. You know, like... <laughs> Um, all those things, and then eventually become uh, kind of question leading questions, mm -hmm. which I love getting questions on those. Yeah, like, like sometimes, like there's a really obvious one I won't say, say until later, but there's like if Radio Man speaks for the thirty third, what happened to Conrad? Yeah, like these little questions that are like, uh, you know, huh? Yeah, you, Wait, something you, maybe is wrong. You, you know, with this, you've got time to think. So think about this. Yeah. And you have to read them, but they just feel like paper. You know, they feel, they feel like, you know, the walls, they feel like this is, you know, it's the water around yeah, you. Like loading a, screens are nothing. Yeah. Like lo lo loading screens are part of the box. Yep. Yeah. Um, like one of my favorite ones that comes, uh, this is not spoiling the whole thing, but comes a little bit later um, is the U S military does not condone killing unarmed combatants, but none of this is real. So why should you care? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, man, like, <laughs> you know, okay. You know, like that, is if this was unearned, it would be really real. Like people were skeptical of that specific <laughs> like aspect of this, that tis tisking. Mm -hmm. 
I don't think are giving this enough credit for how it earns it. Yeah. You know, by the time that pops up, it's like, yeah, wait, <laughs> shit, you know? Like, ugh. Like, ugh. <laughs> so. Oh, man. Know. This is a good game, Gary. It's, it's exceedingly good. Like, this is this is a great game. I love this game. Yeah. Um, so you continue through. Uh, the mission's still on. Again, always going forward. Um, and you get back into the... Ho- and, and this is the, the first time I think Walker says his famous words, we had no choice. Right. Um, he says that constantly. We didn't have a choice. It is it is his arc words. Mm-hmm. Um, you get back to the hotel. The DJ pops back in and says, uh, you know, the 30 through the 33rd are rounding up these refugees because uh, you guys broke the truce. Mm-hmm. Uh, plays this song called Bad Vibrations by Black Angels. And you fight again, just kind of a fight. But the context is important. Yes. Um, the fight ends when you shoot out this huge window to let this avalanche of sand in and just uh, again, asphyxiate. A lot of people. Yeah. Especially um, innocent people. <laughs> you know, and, you know, you've, you've gone, from, you know, from the nest back up into this hotel, again, where people are living. You've been fighting your way through the last place that people have been able to survive. Yeah. Um, and very notable, like, the refugees, after you take out the 33rd, they don't attack you. Like, no. they are kind of yelling at you and begging with you in Farsi, saying, please leave. Yep. <laughs> And I love, uh, there's a great little touch here because you at this point are maybe starting to feel a little, um, you know, like, like feeling some guilt and stuff and your buddies, like your, your squad mates are still propping you up. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, there's a, there's a thing where you're like, Lugo, what are they saying? And Lugo doesn't say what they're saying. He doesn't right. quote them. He says, um, we, we probably shouldn't be here. <laughs> right. He's shielding you from them saying you know, you really fuck this up. Right. Like he's trying to shield your emotions still because you are still friends at this point. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're still or more than friends. Like you are brothers in arms and he still feels that. And mm-hmm. you get to see an example of that before that literally melts into nothing. Yeah. opens up into chapter five the edge mm-hmm. uh, uh and then chapter six bono chapter seven larry mullen jr and <laughs> chapter eight uh the fourth guy um the uh so uh, you get outside um and you get another signal someone in the 33rd is talking to agent uh, someone named agent daniels from the cia yes and uh the the person from the 33rd the damn soldier is torturing daniels Right. And you're like, well, shit, we can't have that. No. It's those rogue 33rd agents. We have to save the good guy from the CIA. <laughs> right. Let's move. Yeah. So let, let, let's let's get across town. Yeah. Um, and I love this because you kind of crush this uh, huge hill and you see, oh, there is more down. In fact, yeah. there's this huge expanse of ruined Dubai that is basically formed into a canyon because mm-hmm. of the way the dunes are piling up to skyscraper height. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, this is also, I think in this area, when you look is the first time you see, um, a gigantic billboard with Conrad's face on it. Yes. Um, and this is, uh, the game fucking with you. Like it's, <laughs> there's no spoiler policy for this podcast. Like yeah. you should play this game, but we're just talking about the stuff. Um, 
you know, and we won't get to the big one yet, I guess, just yeah, yeah. for dramatic sake. But like they did not put up and pay, there was not the infrastructure right. to paint and put up a, a, a billboard of Conrad. They, 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 only, they, they only had a certain um, propaganda budget and they spent it all on Radio Man. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Right. Um, so this is, uh, this is, you know, it's fake. It's right. not real. Yeah. Um, you zip line down. I think it's either here or the next time you zip line to, um, there is a reflection of a, a man hanging, mm-hmm. uh, in the thing that's not there when you actually look. Yeah. Um, there's lots of that kind of, uh, Arkham Knight style. The Joker was there and now he's not. Shit. <laughs> yeah. You no, know, the, the spec ops Joker, <laughs> the, uh, the new kind of Joker. <laughs> like, yeah. If you were alive, Batman. <laughs> like, uh, so you uh, you get down to the bottom, you zip line uh, down, and you hear like a couple of soldiers like talking about peace and quiet, um, like borrowing gum, like, "Hey, this is kind of beautiful. How can you find beauty? Well, beauty is where you find it. You have to look. Yeah, you know, yeah. just having this very human conversation before you summarily execute them. <laughs> right. You're like you're, you're just standing above them, and they're you know le- leaning on this balcony, looking out, talking about like, "Oh, I need some gum. Like, oh, you know, you took the last of my gum last time, just arguing over it. And then, I mean, the game knows what it's doing to you because like, say, ah, well. Probably should get moving. Oh, I'm going to go check out upstairs where you are looking at them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. It, well, it also needs to force that violence. Yes. Like you might be saying like, actually, you know what? I don't really want to kill these guys. They seem really nice. Yeah. You know, um, but uh, you, you have to. Like, yeah. again, they're in front of you. So uh, you you take those guys out. Um, you We didn't really talk about this, but you have a, like kind of a mo- array of military weapons in this, some of which have interesting um alt fires mm-hmm. not interesting like it's a shrink ray but interesting <laughs> like um, <laughs> please patch in the shrink ray <laughs> spec ops the <laughs> walker how many people were alive when you first got the device <laughs> what's happening to me how, how many people have been stepped on before you got here <laughs> uh, that's the line super science <laughs> Um, <laughs> but uh uh so you, you have a silencer so mm-hmm. i was just I, my, my whole point was there are kind of like stealth until it's not yeah yeah sections um some sometimes it's just uh burst fire or full auto mm-hmm. you know but uh yeah you can you can with these guys with the gum you can take them out quiet yes um on your way to the uh the first sniping section here yeah um so you oh. have to soften up the other side of our bridge so your people can cross pretty stock you know bog standard right the sniping mm-hmm. is fine yeah. um you know there, there there are a few of these sections but it feels almost obligatory more than anything yeah yeah yep yep um you know again fine you don't take enough damage from sniper rifles to make it have that kind of tension right sniper have where it's like see them before they see you mm-hmm. um you take a shot but then you can just like literally always just go behind a wall I'm not saying it'd be better if it wasn't that but just uh you know it's it's not super high stakes right yeah. So, um, once yeah. you get across, uh, you run mm-hmm. into the first of your melee knife guys. Yep. I think these guys are hilarious because they're they basically can dodge one bullet. <laughs> if you shoot them once, they will sidestep it. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, yeah. No, I just I, I love that. Like they, they they have the knife man wardrobe. Like yeah, they're, they're yeah. wearing a vest with no shirt, and they've got a bandana a bandana on, and they all run up at you like in this like crazy crouched over posture. Yep. I'm just, I wonder if they're all brothers. Oh yeah. The knife family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the, um, yeah, it's pretty silly. <laughs> um, 
they uh they 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 can dodge one bullet, but then they go down pretty quick. If they get up to you, they will bring you into the red. They don't kill you in one shot, mm-hmm. at least not on regular difficulty. But they yeah. put you in the you know you have to kill them, and you can die from one bullet. Yeah, and I'm sure before this too, um, they've introduced like people with shotguns. Like when somebody with a shotgun enters the field, like your squad loses it, saying, "Hey, we yeah. got a shotgunner coming out." Weirdly though, because they they haven't they were never too much of a threat to me. Right. Like they don't uh, shotgunners don't really try to close the distance. Like right. as, as aggressively as you'd expect them to, because mm-hmm. um, the shotgun in this game is actually really fun. It's like it's a pretty satisfying shotgun, mm-hmm. um, which I know that makes me a monster for you know thinking that any of these weapons are good. Um, but the uh, it's still a game. <laughs> yeah, it's still a video game. Yeah, the uh, I was I was joking, but the um, but they they don't really try to get up close and get it in your face. Right. So right. shotgunners aren't that much of a threat. Like yeah. it's kind of there are regular dudes, snipers, close combat guys, and the armored dudes. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what it feels like. There's not a huge enemy variety here. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so you, you take out that guy, you make your way inside here um, in this room that has like a little model of the city, um, yeah. which is really great. The model is flooded. Yeah, with it, sand. It, it, it's like, so it's not like a little model like you would see at a, at a, yeah. um, um, a museum or whatever. It's like room sized. You mm-hmm. know, so like the the tallest sky- skyscrapers reach like mezzanine height, but the the model itself is flooded with sand too, and you're like fighting using entire buildings as cover. So yeah, again, it's a nice little you know a bit of surreal extravagance. Yeah, yeah. Spec sky Yeah, I used the uh, shrink ray on the city. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Doctor Walker. <laughs> <laughs> Flee, ants, flee. <laughs> I'm the owner of Neo Dubai now. Um, yeah, they should give us the sequel rights to this. <laughs> we make something really terrible. Yeah. <laughs> At least, like, very funny to us, though. Right? Oh, yeah. You know, what if it was the same same general arc as far as, like, close to its vest initially? Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the shrink ray stuff started coming at the exact same time. The, like, do you feel like a hero stuff started coming? Yeah. <laughs> like, it pulls you in both those directions <laughs> um, at once. Also, and this is a digression, but I'm just going to lean into it. Okay. Yesterday at Game Brunch, me and Brayton came up with a very funny idea. Like, you know, the, um, the old TV movie of It? Yeah, yeah. You know, so you got the kids. And then the adults, they come back. We really wanted to come back 30 years later with them all as old men fighting space penny, Pennywise. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, they're, all, they're all astronauts. It's in the future. And, uh, and it's just like, we all float out here. <laughs> you know, just, uh, that was our pitch for It 3 or whatever. So hopefully they let us make that. Uh, <laughs> it, it 3, this again. Yeah, this again. He comes back every 30 years, guys. Why did we think it would end? Um, no. so. <sighs> Fuck. Yep. Um, so you, you make your way through this uh, Model City fight. Um, you get to get another little quiet moment. And Walker's like, it must be that radio man. Mm-hmm. Like, he's the guy who did this. Um, and they're like, well, you know, I don't know, Walker. He's like, no, 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 I remember him. I actually met him when I was in Kabul. Kabul was where uh, Conrad saved him. Mm-hmm. Um, he was this, like, crazy unhinged reporter. Yeah. Back in the day, um, Conrad trusted him. So I wonder what happened there. Cause yeah. radio man, you know, radio man must be the good guy. These other guys are the bad guys. Con- Conrad, Con- Conrad has to be the good guy. Radio man yeah. has to be the guy who was leading the road. Yeah. You know, yes. He betrayed Conrad. Yeah. yeah. Um, at this point, I don't believe anything Walker says about radio man. Like yeah. why in the world would that be the case? Um, yeah. although there were, the, 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 I played it, I did. what's that? You know, the first time I played it, I did. 
Yeah. You know, like before I knew what was going on, I was like, oh yeah, like Walker's probably right. Yeah. That's me. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm him. Therefore I'm right because I'm good. Yeah. And always, and always have perfect, perfect information. Video. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, gives us a little bit of context for this guy who was taunting us. Uh, we get through to a government building and the floor slash the door gives way. Like the geometry is getting yeah. all weird. Uh, the walker kind of falls you know, this huge distance sliding off of buildings and such into chapter six, the pit, um, yeah. where, you know, one of the first times that you're separated from your squad. Yeah. If you take some Laura Croft levels of damage, yeah, uh, but it's not quite as sexualized. Is when she's hurt. Um, and you're separated from your squad, and it really does make you miss your squad, mm -hmm. uh, which is really great. Like, it makes a big difference. You only have a pistol. I love how falling makes you lose all your weapons, but also gain a pistol. <laughs> a pistol you've <laughs> never had before. Picks it up on the way way down. Um, so, yeah, there's, like, pretty, like, initially, um, this uh, this part, when before your squad finds you, is kind of good. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, when you're, we're on the bus. No. Yeah. The uh, here, I think this is actually pretty tense because they will close in on you and it's like a big deal. Um, once you get through this and you reconnect uh, with your squad, they come rescue you. It is there's not a whole lot to it. Yeah, it gets kind of dull after that. Yeah. Like, you know, there's a point where you man a turret, you know, Adams opens at the door. That's just something that happens. We're like, oh, yep. we got to get through. Hold them off while I do X, Y, or Z standard video yep. game stuff. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, but that door that you're opening up gets you down to this underground passage that is loaded with decomposing bodies uh probably among the most upsetting things in like games. new londo style yeah that i mean if you didn't make the comparison i would have immediately yeah. at the end of that sentence yeah sorry this yeah. <laughs> no i mean i'm glad one of us did uh and this is where the 33rd kept their dad basically yep. uh the people who wouldn't go along yep uh and it's pretty disturbing and your characters again comment on it yeah you know um you get a you continue forward you go up to this escalator um, and there's a corpse hanging on top. This is Daniels, yeah. uh, the guy who's been being tortured. Um, he's been being, he's badly burned. Um, and the torture you heard was a recording. Mm -hmm. Um, they put a speaker in his mouth, which like you just reach into his mouth and like pull it out. Like, yeah. you're not scared that jaw's going to snap down on you. <laughs> Come on, Walker. Um, that would also be another genre turn we could take in this. Like <laughs> spec ops where it changes genres every chapter, but continues to tisk tisk you is very funny to me. <laughs> Like, it's just like the, 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 you know, Daniel's eyes open up. <laughs> like, who, who told you, who told you the zombies couldn't be cured, Walker? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How many infected were alive when you got here? Um, the, life. Um, so uh, you pull out the speaker that's playing this recording of the torture mm -hmm. and Radio Man actually like squelches in on your, your walkie talkies. Yeah. And mentions someone named Gould. Um, you never heard of this Gould before, mm -hmm. um, but Gould then yells for you. Gould's there. Like he thought you were Gould. Gould's like, Hey, you guys, um, you know, get out of there. I can, I can help you. And now Gould kind of becomes your target. Like when you hear a name of a potential friendly in this game, you fixate on them. Mm -hmm. Um, again, with incomplete knowledge, you're making a lot of assumptions that the person you've heard of because they're American and because you've heard of them, they have to be good. And that's yeah. the same <laughs> the assumption that, uh, the the player makes because law of conservation of information, but it's also like the, the assumption that's being made in the narrative by Walker. Mm -hmm. And it's showing you how silly it is where it's like, Oh, there's a, there's a CIA agent named Gould. Hell yeah. Sign me up. Like I, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's all I need to know. He's got to like, know what's going on here. He's, you know, radio man hates him. So he must be good. Exactly. Like yeah. it's, you know, those are the kind of assumptions and things you make all the time when playing video games. Yeah. And generally you're rewarded for them. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So gold is here. I want to take a moment, like just rewinding a little bit back to the corpses hanging upside down. The gore in this game and kind of some of the just outright body horror, both the ravages that flames and the, you know, the desert conditions do on these bodies, I think is um, really well sold. And also not yeah. talked about very often. Like there are some pretty upsetting corpses in this. Again, highlighting the uh, you know, if not the horror aspect of this. Well, yeah, no, highlighting the horror the, the horror aspect of this. I don't have to fucking hedge on that. We already agreed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, that and that's what it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So the next little section here uh is kind of basically a QTE. So you get to a museum that's full of dinosaur fossils. Awesome. Um, and radio man starts taunting you saying, Hey, yeah. guess what, buddies? You're never, you're not going to get to Gould because my helicopters and missiles, uh, are all closing up on your position and yeah. we have to run as the building is shot out behind us, uh, as radio man is singing along to classical opera during the scene. And, DSI and Ray. This, <laughs> this killed me, um, a bunch of times, right? Like, this is so janky, and this is, I feel like this section is really misguided uh -huh. <laughs> as a thing, because you can just, like, you can't, a normal, you can't take a whole bunch of damage. Um, there's a thing where you run to the end of this, and you go up some stairs. Yeah. You get up the stairs, you can no longer see the helicopter, mm -hmm. but if you stop moving, like, a light from behind you kills you. Yeah, it's like Silent Like, Hill you're free. being chased by, like, a Shoggoth from <laughs> Dark Corners of the Earth or something. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, this is not good. Yeah. Uh, I, I love the idea. I love the radio man presentation of him singing along to the music, mm -hmm. but, uh, nah, no, not good. Yeah. It's not my fave. Yeah. Um, you move to, to after that, after you get through here, you get to, to chapter seven, the battle. Very funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Battle four. Um, and, uh, Walker's like, we got to find Gould, you know, it's a, you know, we, we got to throw, we, we got to throw in with him. Um, we you know, talked to Ghoul, he explains that CIA, CIA came here looking for survivors. Mm -hmm. And Adams is like, that doesn't sound like the CIA. No. <laughs> you know, that's not what the Central Intelligence Agency does. No. You know? <laughs> why, why in the world would you be trying to rescue people? That's what the Dan yeah. are for, and that's what <laughs> and, and that's what we are for. Yeah, that's our job, not the CIA's yeah. job. And, and we're doing a pretty good job of fucking it up enough ourselves. So Yeah, without the CIA. Yeah. But Walker is just like, no, we gotta we gotta rescue Gould. Gould's our chance. Yes. Gould's our guy. Yeah. So. Um, so we're outside. We're back on the highways, right? Um, and all of the uh, kind of highway separators, uh, the barricades have revolutionary graffiti on them. The refugees are trying to organize, trying to keep each other motivated. Uh, also, uh, we come upon this sea of light poles with bodies hanging from them. Yep. Uh, and this is another way the game fucks with you. Uh -huh. um, you cannot see these bodies from a distance. Right. They appear as you pass a corner. So from a distance, it just looks like a highway. And then you turn around a corner and now there are bodies everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, pretty great. Pretty spooky. Um, this is the first. Um, these have come out before, but there are, there's intel in this game. Yes. Uh, which are collectible things. Um, pretty standard, again, for the time or even now. Um, you collect these little collectibles and you get little audio logs. Mm -hmm. um, you can listen to um, these kind of flesh out the story and hint that something's wrong. Um, I've never collected all of these, uh, but they're... They exist. Yeah. You know, they're extant. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a little bit of insight in there. Like the, this one that we get that's taped up to a stop sign, a stop sign that is notably uh, all shot up and burned. Yeah. Um, it's a tape of radio man talking about Conrad executing civilians who are trying to get at the water stores. Basically, yeah. do we kill three people who were endangering the lives of countless others? Yep. The, uh, not my Conrad. <laughs> you wouldn't do that. Yeah. Uh, so we end up walking through another trench 
you know, we got some, mm. we, 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 a trench full of dead and dying people get a nice little, uh, nice little bit of, uh, you know, uh, irony in here, at least dramatic irony. Adam says, Hey, do you smell that? And like, of fucking course I do. This is a trench full of decomposing bodies. That's not what yeah. he's talking about. Uh, you round a corner and what he smelled was a white phosphorus. Yep. Yep. And uh white phosphorus, the, uh, you know, Willie Pete, the, the real life <laughs> weapon thing that people use on actual other human beings in uh, real life. Uh, yep. Uh, war, just um, a, a war crime. Uh, it yep, is a it war is crime a, in, a, in a can. Like, yeah. Um, it is a, uh, for people who don't know, it is like this chemical that, that goes in the air. It burns and it buries itself in skin. Mm-hmm. So it is essentially like a, a weapon to burn people alive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, th- th- think of it as a more effective napalm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. More more effective and nastier and fewer punk bands have taken their name from it. Yes. So um, pretty bad. And, you know, it is appropriately seen as monstrous that uh, the 33rd is using this on anybody, let alone this group of refugees. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think and this could be I mean, so at some point this was, uh, you know, America said, let's not use this anymore. Yeah. You know, um, but it's used as recently, like in Iraq, mm-hmm. uh, you know, early Iraq wars, yeah. you know, Iraq classic. Um, though when I first heard about this, it was in Vietnam, which feels noteworthy because, you know, Vietnam being, you know, an American war we had no business in and we really fucked up, Yep. you know, in general. So like yeah. that feels like, well, this is maybe trying to evoke that a little bit. I think so. Yeah. And just, and yeah. just the idea that even, you know, it's, it's an escalation here in the context yes. of the story, right? Like, you know, we, we've already seen any number of horrible ways that, you know, military might has been inflicted on people's bodies and, and, and lives here is something else that is beyond even the, beyond the pale. Yeah. Um, it can even, get worse. Yes, it can. Yeah. Yeah. It'll always um, get so you, worse. Yeah, it'll always get worse. Always going down. Mm-hmm. Um, you, we fight somewhere here and we run to our first heavily armored enemy. Yeah. Um, here, these guys, uh, they're wearing armor. Uh, mm-hmm. they move a little slower. They usually have like a pretty good weapon. Um, basically as long as you have some distance on them, they're not that big a deal. You just need to focus fire on them. Yeah. Um, it's a good idea to always put your, your troops on this yes. just because you need to get a lot of bullets into them mm-hmm. to take them out. But I didn't have too much of a problem with these guys. Yeah. Um, we get to the end of this and we find the leader of the damned, this guy, we, we've seen this guy before, mm-hmm. uh, interrogating Gould and they're trying to get him to talk. Uh, by sandboarding civilians like in front of them. Yeah, this like, is something I didn't know was a thing. I thought it was like a fantastical, a fantastical idea that uh, you know they they thought up for this. No, it's an actual thing that people would do and have done. Yeah, yeah so the, you, you will never go wrong betting that humans can be <laughs> as like absolutely cruel as has ever been. Yeah, you know, like it can be right. Yeah, so they've got like, these civilians down on the ground and you know taking their fully automatic rifles and shooting the ground a couple of feet in front of them so you have the joy of a mock of a mock execution uh yep. while also kicking up enough sand that people cannot breathe yep 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 yep. and you get another uh choice kind of in gameplay here um you say hey can you rescue gould or rescue the civilians mm-hmm. um to rescue gould you shoot the guys who are fucking up gould mm-hmm. um to rescue the civilians you wait and yep. you uh gould gets fucked and you stop and you do a stealth section mm-hmm. and uh, Lugo and Adams are both pushing for different ideas. Right. Right. 
Lugo is, he's now on team Gould. Mm-hmm. Go for the Gould, he says. He says, <laughs> uh, you know, um, we got to rescue him. He's the only person, he's our only lead. Adam says, haven't you seen how many dead civilians there are? Like, we're here to rescue civilians. What the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> right. And this is a gameplay branch. Like, you either do a cover firefight or you do a stealth segment mm-hmm. with uh, with Adams uh, going with you. Right. Ultimately, it makes no difference, but it is kind of a thing where you get to choose. And notably, somebody dies in each scenario. Mm-hmm. Like, neither of which is good. Right. You know? Yeah. So, uh, so I forget what choice I made, but it ended up with Gould, you know, dying at the end of it. Mm-hmm. So we didn't get any information from him, but his body does have a map to a place called The Gate. And again... Once you have a noun, that's your everything. <laughs> yep. That and noun it, is forward. Yep. The noun is forward. That's Walker. That's video games. Mm-hmm. Like if it was important in the way you justify it yourself, you're like, what the fuck is this about? Um, you know, why would we do this? Uh, it's like, no, the CIA thought it was important. We have to go there. Yeah. Um, and uh, so you have this thing like Lugo loses his temper, which is probably means you probably try to save the civilians. I think he I think it might go the other way. Mm. I think Adams might lose his temper if you try to save Gould. Yeah. Yeah. But. Your, your unit's breaking down. He and yeah. Adam start fighting each other. Mm-hmm. About this. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Walker has to separate them. It's very funny that he is, he, he is asserting himself as the voice of reason. You yeah. Know, saying, like, hey, your Delta operators fucking act like it. He's the dad. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a game about you and your two strong sons inventing shrink rays in the Middle East. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the powerpuff boys let's do it the, yep. um... <laughs> so the gate you know the the the, the gate which is open uh mm-hmm. you know the chapter eight of the gate it is this passage between two skyscrapers and everything around it is you know, fortified you know yep. just the like yeah it's guarded by uh to quote i think lugo and army give or take mm-hmm. and so yep. um why don't we yeah. in order to clear this up in order to soften the target uh why phosphorus uh, turnabout's fair play right right yeah we got, so a, the, the, we got a mortar the here thing here is yeah, go yeah, ahead. yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm sorry like you do have this mortar here but you can entertain you have the mortar here and it's like this is the option but the important thing here is that like i'm not trying to say that what you were gonna say wasn't important sorry yeah, no. i just i just mean that like you can't do it another way like you right. can try to just assault these people but the game will overwhelm you on purpose like it will become the end of crisis score like right you cannot beat it and originally there was going to be a way to do it mm. there's a very intentional you know this is you know we're coming up on a very incredibly uh controversial and important part of this game mm-hmm. just know that like if this thing you don't like like a lot of thought went into this yeah they originally were like no let's make it so it's really hard but you can actually get through without doing it yeah and then they said that doesn't support our themes right like that is giving the player a treat when we are saying players do not deserve treats. No. You know? No treats so, for any of no us. No treats. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there, there's a mortar uh, with white phosphorus here. Yes. Um, so, and, you know, like, you know, you're arguing about this, you know, saying, like, hey, we might not have a choice, Lugo. And Lugo says, oh, there's always a choice. You know, yeah. Walker fires back. Maybe not. Again. Yeah. Everything is justified if he wants to do it. Yep. If once you've done it, it's like you do the thing and then you justify it afterwards. Yes. Um, Adams is, or Lugo is saying, don't do it. Adams is saying we have to do it because we have to move forward. You mm-hmm. know, again, they're constantly positioning themselves as the, the angel and devil on your shoulder. Spoiler, they're not actually here. Like they, they I mean, like, you know, they're not pigments, uh-huh. but, but we'll get into it. But like, you know, 
this didn't happen as it happened right uh, on this on the screen mm-hmm. um so having that kind of bisection and having them kind of swap roles oh yeah you know yeah. google and adams are are not bad characters or anything but they are inconsistent but that's very intentional yeah um the idea that they both kind of will always argue one of the two options that's in front of of walker mm-hmm. and that they're interchangeable yeah you know is not uh is not for nothing mm-hmm. makes sense so you fire uh, up the balloon uh, yeah. for, 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 for the targeting and you man a laptop and you are aiming the shots. You know, yeah. th- this is incredibly depersonalized, right? You see people, you know, just as glowing dots on the screen. It's, it's that it's that modern warfare. Yes. It's Call of Duty 4. Yeah. Like it, it's very specifically like this, I think, is, as, you know, as much as anything in this game, taking aim at its target as far as other video games right yes yeah like you know we talked about that when we did that episode mm-hmm. um, yeah um, but you know like it even it, it even has um you know it, it highlights that you are playing a video game within a video game like as the um as the bombs go off you know as the as the <laughs> the, the the gouts of flame go up you can actually see your reflection in the screen mm-hmm. um and you, you know. are dead-eyed and impassive yes uh, like I was doing the thing, uh huh. you know, like, cause this is just dots on a screen. Yes. You know? Um, so you continue to do so, um, taking out, uh, just individuals, vehicles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, after you're done, you, this is the thing the game does that, you know, modern warfare very specifically didn't do mm-hmm. like that segment was just this little video game segment that used actual, like the kind of thing soldiers say when they're doing this, that, you know, kaboom, you know, that, that, yeah, that thing. Yeah. um, you have to walk through it. Like yeah. the game is saying you did the thing. This is what the thing was. Yeah. Here's all the context for the thing that, you know, mm-hmm. and then here's some context you didn't know. Yes. Like you did the action now understand what the action was. Yes. You have seen this at a, you know, at a different scale and at a further remove, what happens when yep. this is at human scale and you are, right up next to it when the reality of what you've just done is not just there, but reaching out and trying to grab you. Yep. And what a, you know, what a thing to say about war. Yeah. You know, in general, like this is, this is a thing where it's like, it's very easy to make a decision Mm -hmm. about, about this stuff, but not uh, what it means. Something that is abstracted from the word itself as you're going through this. And it's sickening. Like even initially, like you were seeing soldiers and they are blackened and charred. A lot of them are in, in, you know, writhing in misery and like a weird little just, uh, again, ludo narrative consonants. Like as I'm going through this, I'm headshotting these guys, yeah, like putting them out of their misery because it's like, you know, I'm still, you know, a good guy. And this is, this is me remembering my first playthrough. Like now I know all the tricks, right? (laughs) Right. The first time I'm like, well, this boy, fuck, you know, like (laughs) there's no reason for these people to die. This is extremely brutal. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, somebody, you know, who's like looking at you, their skin is fucking melting and black and is like, why, mm-hmm. you know, why? and you're like, you brought this on yourself, like tough guy. And he's like, no, we were helping. Yeah. You know, like pretty fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I mean, so specifically like, like, like that scene, you know, you go past this fountain of kids playing, which is all blackened by, you know, your white phosphorus, you get to the end, you know, like, Hey, you know, why? Oh, well, no, well, we said when, when, when the person is black and says we were helping, what he's, you know, he, he, he dies pointing at this, uh, the, this tent that you, you know, very notably shot because it looked like it was full of people. Well, yeah, it was full of people, people that the 33rd were trying to keep safe. This yep. tent is full of scorched civilians. Yep. You know, these, um, you know, these are the, the civilians who were taken from the nest. Yeah. And, uh, uh, Adams 
who, you know, was really arguing for doing this mm-hmm. is in as much denial or more than you are. Yes. You know, but that's like, oh, they can't be this. Like, there's, there's no civilians here. And you yeah. immediately get it. Yeah. You know, you immediately say, they took him from the nest. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody's having a good time with this. No. Um, again, not just like the player, but even just showing the characters deal with the consequences of what they do mm-hmm. is pretty rare in video games. Yeah. You know, like just having the characters even acknowledge that they've done a thing. Yeah. You know, like, whoa, fuck. <laughs> um, and they really underline it. Like, you know, you're losing it. You even look and there's like a mother holding her child, mm-hmm. you know, and the mother is covering the, the child's eyes. Yes. So when people, I think, uh, reduce this game, like when they're being reductive and they reduce this game down to, um, oh, you told me to do a thing and then you called me a monster for doing the thing. Like... You know, if you hear this described or you just hear it in one sentence, mm-hmm. like that's what it sounds like, right? Like you, yeah. you, you say, oh, like it's it's not a very clever trick just to t- say be a monster and then call me a monster. Yeah. Why are you hitting say, yourself? Say, yeah. Why are you hitting yourself? Say do a war crime, then you do a war crime. But I think that is, again, I think that's very reductive because you're ignoring the context around this. You're ignoring the context uh, in terms of what's happening in the game before and after this point, mm-hmm. but also uh, the context around it in terms of video games. Yeah. You know, and I'm somebody more sympathetic than most to the like, you know, criticizing violence in games is not as much of a profound point as people feel like it is. Mm -hmm. This isn't just like criticizing violence in games. It is criticizing like things in real life. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, again, that military adventurism, but also just kind of like the degree Mm -hmm. of it and more than just the violence. But again, making decisions, you get you say something because, you know, it lets you you just make a decision because it lets you move forward and because it would be fun. And you do not know what you are doing. Mm-hmm. You do not know the real consequences of this. Like one of the things I really love in that Aaron signal thing is that uh, one of the reasons why spec ops, I'm really glad they didn't make it like future troopers or whatever <laughs> is that like, it is kind of irresponsible to make super fun video games that mirror real conflicts, mm-hmm. you know, like this, this kind of thing. If you made this video game and just made this straight up fun, you're just having fun with a travesty that actually is happening as we speak. Yes. And you can you can broaden that to just say that about all violence, right? Like if I hit a dude with a sword in Sekiro, somebody somewhere in the world, probably right now, someone is being hit with a sword. Mm-hmm. Right? Um I mean less now than before, but yeah, I take your point. I bet you now though. Big world, right? Like I bet you <laughs> no, I, I was, I was just a sword right pretty. now. Yeah. yeah. But less now than before, right? Yeah. But like if I make a game where it's like, hey, you enlist in the army, you join a unit. You know, you're playing your army of two or, you know, you're, you're doing that. You're America's army. You enlist in a unit. You go somewhere following orders based on incomplete information mm-hmm. to serve an idea and hurt a lot of people. Uh, and there are a lot of casualties and a lot of like innocent victims of this. Yep. You know, I, you know, and, um, you know, even the people who enlist because of, you know, economic forces or whatever, the people who go and do this are, are also victims. Yes. <laughs> that know. That is going to be the big theme after this point. Yeah. For sure. Like, I love how they handle that. Like, um, but yeah, this is, there are, there are no, nobody gets away from this clean. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the, one of the many questions game is asking is like, for what? Yeah. You know, like (laughs) what was the, you know, none of this had a reason. Yeah. You know, not in the first place, not in the last place, not any, any step along the way. Was Mm -hmm. this to a purpose? Yeah. You know, uh, that was even sensible. It's just hurting everyone, Mm -hmm. you know, just the, the degree of suffering. And like when somebody talks about this game and they just boil it down to like, yeah, they just, you know, it's a cheap trick. It's like, is it a cheap trick if it's, if it's real? 
Like, mm-hmm. is it a cheap trick if it like, you know, if somebody says something that uh, is is obvious, but it's just like a really uh, apt thing that humanity does or mm-hmm. art does, right? Yeah. Or art that reflects humanity does. Like, does that make it cheap? You know, we don't get a lot of games about that kind of shit. No. Um, you know, and we get a lot of games that willfully ignore it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think this is an underrated moment. It's also the other thing is that people ignore every other moment that happens in the game, which is frustrating to me. But <laughs> right, right. I think that this is a lot cooler and more interesting than it is as a single sentence. Yeah. And, 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 and I think it succeeds, you know, even beyond just being a gut punch. Right. I think that even somebody who you know, criticizes this as being unfair to the player, unfair to the player's motivations would have to recognize that it is very effective as a gut punch. Like it is viscerally and profoundly upsetting. Yeah. Um, You know, so it succeeds succeeds on that level and succeeds beyond that as well. Yeah. You know, in, in, in ways that it's frustrating to see people try and take that away from it. Yep, I'll, I'll literally never forget it, right? Like, yeah. it's a, a thing that, like, as much as, you know, I'm not saying it's immune to criticism. Like, you can say that you have problems with the scene or not like how it's handled, but it yeah. is something that is unforgettable. Yes. Like, as a moment. Um, yeah. And, you know, it is something that I think circumvents a little piece of wisdom. It's something that is often quoted about war and media. I think it was Truffaut, like, oh, it's impossible to make an anti-war movie, right? Yeah. Because, because any movie that depicts war will inherently glorify it because, you know, you are seeing a demonstration of power. Yes. Explosions are fun. Guns are fun. Uh, Exerting power over somebody else is fun. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like this is one of the least glorified pieces of war imagery I've ever seen, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. So at at the very least that, you know, either, either something about the way they have done this or something about the fact that it is a game that is commenting on games, uh, kind of gets around it and, you know, shortcuts that relatively dismissive, uh, you know, piece of piece of general wisdom. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fuck. Like it's good. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I like it. It's, it's nauseating. Yeah. And good. That image um, of the, you know, the, the, the reddens burned mother and daughter is going to continue haunting Walker. It's going to pop up again and again, not just yep. on loading screens, but just in general. Yeah. The first time it shows up on a loading screen, it's real like, wait, you chose this, you know, <laughs> fuck man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exceedingly nasty in, in a, in a good way. Yeah. Um, you make your way through, they give you some fight after this is kind of a, you know, uh, a relief and you know lugo is still having a hard time and walker justifies it to lugo or justifies it to himself under the mirror of justifying to lugo like there's yeah. nothing good about what happened back there our hand was forced and i know by who like you feel sad what if you felt angry is <laughs> a real emotional truth that is you know context independent a recipe for feeling better in sad situations right or like anything like be pissed yeah and that makes you feel less sad yeah to to, to take this bad thing and turn it turn it turn it into something that drives you forward not understanding that just because a force drives you forward uh doesn't mean it's not also steering you yeah well and that like maybe it's not good to go forward (laughs) and that you know the cycle of violence is a real thing and the the way to to graduate is to not do it yes you know is a step away yeah um, this moves on to chapter nine, the road. Um, and this is where we get another choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, again, and this is the, so I, I was going to mention like the, the big choice in this game, how they're different. Right. Uh-huh. So last one was the no choice. Right. 
Like literally you have to do that for the game. This one that we're coming up on, um, you know, you continue, uh, you're working the way through uh, the game. You find some more kind of bodies tied to chairs that were also cooked with this phosphorus. Um, and you find dog tags on the way. This was comrade Conrad's command team that was cooked. Yes. Um, and you find a handheld radio. Conrad is regretfully talking about the mutiny of his men. Right. You know, um, an example had to be made. And you're like, shit, you know, the mm-hmm. radio. You take this radio with you and you will be hearing Conrad mm-hmm. in your ear from time to time from now on. Yes. So you've got this and Conrad is, you know, both explaining his works, but also taunting you. And Walker finally has his realization. All right. Radio man's just a lackey. Uh, Conrad is calling the shots. You know, I can see it right here. You know, he's talking out of this radio. We have to put him down. He's a wild dog. Yep. 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 Um, the, uh, and the rest of your, your squad is like tired at this point. Yes. You know, they don't really have a strong reaction to this. You're watching them also essentially get a rate, get ground down into nothing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, ordinarily they'd be down for this, like you finally being disillusioned with this, but they're not, it doesn't right, really matter. Right. Um, you can, you walk outside, you come to this overpass with two men hanging from it and you hear from Conrad, um, you see snipers posted on you, but you're like, hold up. Um, these two men, one of them stole water. Uh, and another one was sent to capture that first one, but in apprehending him, killed his whole family. Um, judge these men or pay the price of insubordination, mm-hmm. you know, do this thing. And this is the false choice, right? So the yeah. first choice was the one, there was no choice. This one, it doesn't matter what you do both. Uh, and as we'll find out later, like, I mean, again, there's no real spoilers. Like this isn't real. Right. Um, not only is there no choice, but there are no consequences of this because it's fake. Right. You know, <laughs> there are no snipers, um, or at least yeah. not as many as you see. Uh, these yeah. are not live bodies who are hanging up yeah. there. Uh, these are, you know, similarly people who have been hung to die. Um, yeah. They're desiccated corpses in real life. But, you know, you're under pressure. You know, make your choice. Are you going to be insubordinate? Yeah. yeah. You know, and you are just making this decision that, again, is just like a King Solomon yeah. decision. I say cut the water in half. Like, it doesn't work. <laughs> the, right. So uh, you keep trying to cut it. And you can't cut water. Um <laughs> If you try to shoot the snipers, if you try to fight your way out of this, mm-hmm. um, they'll kill the two men and then open fire on you and right. your squad. Right. So, um, so you have to make that choice. Mm-hmm. If you so if you do that, I you know I shot the snipers because fuck you, I'm not going to make a choice. I'm going to fire back on you. They shoot and down both Lugo and Adams, so you have to yep. go and you know rescue one of them. Yep. And then get the other one um, to you know rescue the other. And then do like a fight. But again, there are not as many snipers as it seems like. Right. Um, you do this shootout. Uh, you continue to go down the highway. Uh, more and more fight, fight, fight. Uh, until Sandstorm comes in. Sandstorms in this game are pretty interesting from a gameplay perspective because mm-hmm. it blinds both of you equally. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and your opponents. So you can make advances during these. And this section is all about that. Yeah. Um, you know, stopping either take out your enemy because they are, you know, their eyes are, are occluded or uh, you continue to make your way forward. Right. So, yeah, um, this ends, you know, the sandstorm is too bad. We need to take shelter inside of a tanker. Um, and mm-hmm. this kind of advances the clock a little bit. So we've gone from like, you know, middle afternoon to when we come out, it's nighttime in chapter 10 reads. Thank you. 
Um, <laughs> it is so. Uh, your new goal is uh, is the Burj Khalifa, mm-hmm. uh, which is the tallest building in Dubai. Hey, you know, Conrad's using it as a lookout. That radio has to be broadcasting from somewhere, mm-hmm. etc. And when somebody comes on our radios, a guy named Riggs. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're pinned down by the thirty third. Hey, that's a name. That's a noun. <laughs> we do. Let's it. help him. We love now. Let's do what he says. He has a name. The, t- the, the I would say that for Walker, it goes nouns, verbs, <laughs> adverbs, gerunds. Yeah, that's my that's my uh, my rundown. Yeah, so. just a ranking. You know, smash that yep. bell. Here's our yep. listicle of important yeah. things to Walker. <laughs> what what culture is top five? <laughs> um, so you you go through and you you help out Riggs. You know, you, you, you shoot him, you meet Riggs. Uh, this is a CIA agent, and this guy is, like, bad news. Yeah. You know? And Adams knows it. Um, <laughs> Adams calls him out, you know? Uh, <laughs> you, do, you, do you have a plan outside of killing everyone you see? Uh, no. Yeah. His plan Actually, will ensure no. the death of everybody. You know, and his, his plan is, like, well, we have to take out the 33rd. You know, we have the same goal. And the way we're going to do it is take out the water supply. Mm-hmm. There's an underwater, or there's a aquarium stadium. Yeah, an, uh, an aquatic stadium. Um, it just blitzball. Uh, <laughs> blitz yo. Yep. yep. <laughs> we're gonna uh, smash that orb. Crack the orb. Yep. Um. So we're gonna choke them out. And you are a little suspicious of him, but again, it's the noun, right? Yeah. Like we got Riggs. He's an American. He's on our side. We. He's our ally. Like you fight with him through this kitchen restaurant. Like he does a bunch of kind of badass stuff because we're still in a video game. Right. And we we're, we're talking to him. We're kind of pushing on him a little bit, but not very much. Um. He says like the CIA didn't start this war. We did give weapons to civilians who are already ready to rise up, which, <laughs> which is, is what you fucking yeah. do. And it's never good. Yeah. That's a real CIA move. The CIA likes it. Arming and insurgencies. Yeah. Um, you know, to overthrow democratically elected governments. Right. Uh, Cause that's the CIA for you. Uh, yeah. So we didn't, we didn't cause this war. We just enabled it. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. Um, but yeah, you get to a building that's overlooking this aquatic arena um and Riggs has to open the door and we have to fight off zulu squad kind of the the, the best of the best uh this is pretty mm-hmm. tough i've died uh, a couple of times uh, like weirdly for this encounter you're fighting people on like three different levels uh of like z-axis a little bit mm-hmm. um pretty tough yeah yep yep tough stuff um you make your way forward uh through this parking garage that is guarded by an apc with a mounted machine gun um it's really far away you yeah. Um, so you have to make a lot of an approach before anybody can take it out. Right. Um, and you get to this arena and you do this fight down to the floor level mm-hmm. of, of the arena of this aquatic dome or whatever. Um, pretty cool fight. Lots of like, you know, concentrical, like the hallways in this are kind of interesting. It has a weird kind of repeating nature to it. Yeah. I actually kind of, I, I like this, uh, this combat arena. Um, there's also lots of sniping opportunities mm-hmm. for things that kind of, kind of a distance. Um, there uh, until you get down to the bottom you take everybody out and Riggs is like we're not you know you're like okay we did it and he's like no <laughs> you know we're not leaving this without the water no um jumps in the driver's seat throws you a grenade launcher and now we're doing that kind of game yeah it's not enough just to control the water there has to be none left yeah yep and you you, you don't necessarily know what you were signing up for at this point right you know right. Um, but you are doing a section where you're hanging on the side of a, a, gra- a tanker with unlimited grenades, uh, right? Blowing uh, up people. Yep. Uh, going down the street, not only blowing up people who are taking shots at you, but shooting other tankers who are chasing after you. 
Um, and your tanker, as people fire at you, you see, you know, rivulets of water, you know, springing out, uh, you're additionally destroying other water tankers. Like the purpose of this is just to, you know, uh, uh, what's the opposite of drown the city? You know, (laughs) what's the opposite? Like what is starvation, but for thirst? Yeah. There's not really a good verb for thirst. (laughs) You know, I mean, there is for like the action of thirst, but I know what you mean. Like, yeah, yeah, there's no, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, there's also the opposite is true for food. Like mm-hmm. you can starve, uh-huh. but there's no, there's no word for like overfeeding to death other than mm-hmm. just like overfeeding, which is, you know, underwatering. You want to underwater the city. <laughs> yeah. Kind of weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. You want to make the, the city die of thirst. Yes. You know, you, so you continue through eventually Riggs is like, you know, things are really bad. You see a, a, a like a checkpoint or something you're going to and Riggs like literally says, no, this, this water has to go no. and crashes the rig crashes his namesake. <laughs> uh throwing you clear putting us into chapter 11 alone which is exceedingly brutal um you uh you're laying on the ground there's fire everywhere from this and conrad walks up to you and that should be your hint that like you know this is maybe not happening yeah <laughs> um and just says what you just did like hey in four days the city will be dying of thirst that is exactly what Riggs wanted and and you did it mm-hmm. and yep. yeah so you know you wake up you're clearly injured right uh this is where you start looking like a demon uh, mm-hmm. Your clothes are destroyed. Your face is both uh, burned, marred with soot and blood, um, and you can barely walk straight. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, again, people are here demanding that you leave. Uh, yep. You kind of see some civilians. They are, um, you know, trying to save as much water as they can from these crashed tankers. You know, just like with with buckets, as if that will make a difference for them with yep. no escape. Yeah, might might give them a day. Yeah, you know. Um, and as you're leaving, uh, you see, uh, rigs, uh, pinned under the tanker. Mm-hmm. Um, you try to pull him out. You can't. Right. Um, he says, no, I'm, I'm dying. Uh, okay. you know, but I got rid of the water. The reason why he did this is because, uh, these people all need to die because they know what the CIA did. They know what if America they, did in general. America did. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. What, the, this, what America, CIA did under, you know, the, the orders of America, mm-hmm. uh, because if they find out they will declare war and America will lose. Right. You know, so again, like CIA is shitty. It sucks that they keep arming these insurgencies. Do I want a war? Right. You know, with the United States, like not really, yeah. you know, like there's no good fucking options in this thing. Right. Right. Like getting rid of all this water is terrible. Also, that war would be terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, And he says, uh, like, listen, don't let me burn to death. Like, shoot me. You're again, just uh, because this, none of this is real. You have a bullet that, or a gun that has one bullet in it. <laughs> right. Um, this is very funny. I was playing it this time. In the past, I've done both choices. This is my third time through the game. Mm-hmm. Um, my mouse. So I need to replace my mouse and keyboard. They're getting up in age, and they all have airs now. Uh-huh. And my mouse uh, shakes. The pointer shakes and kind of vibrates. Okay. And I've been trying to clean the lens, and it won't clean well enough. No. So I missed. <laughs> I tried to put him out of his misery and missed. <laughs> which, so what, what? Can you imagine the kind of fuck up? That this guy would think you were if you're trying to mercy kill him. Like, I can pistol whip you to death, I guess. Like, <laughs> you know, do you, um, I can choke you. Is that better? Like, but I missed. I was trying to put him out of his misery because, like, again, this is no good choices. Like, if you put him out of his misery, it's like, well, you know, that doesn't undo what he did. If you burned to death, it's like pretty fucked up thing to do to a person, regardless of how much they deserve it. Like, right. none of this is fucking good. You know, <laughs> there is nothing good that can happen from this. It fucking sucks. <laughs> Um, depending on how you kill him, you see graffiti almost immediately of yeah. him uh, on the wall. Again, yep. like you should start feeling unnerved about this and know that things are not real mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. So you're uh, walking away, uh, processing whatever your decision was. You know, Lugo tries to contact you, but Radio Man cuts in. You say, hey, yep. fuck yourself. Um, yep. You know, <laughs> Radio Man says, well, you know, hey, hey, come on, come on. Uh, don't uh, enough of the potty talk. This is a, this is, after all, a family program rated E for everyone's thirsty. Again, yeah. not real. Never real. Yeah, never not real, but also, yeah, fuck you. you know, <laughs> shit stuff. This is a cool chapter gameplay wise. Uh-huh. Like all that stuff is really brutal. They're th- they're really like m- manipulating you very well because if they just kept that brutality and sense of disconnection mm-hmm. from this the entire chapter, you would have a really hard time yes. with this. But you you know, the same way you have been grasping at nouns the entire time, like where are my guys at? Yeah. Like this fucking sucks. Um, <laughs> you know, I need my guys. And you get to go rescue them. Right. In this chapter. And that feels pretty good. Like yeah. you have been do you did this incomprehensible bad thing that maybe prevented an even more on- incomprehensible bad thing. Mm-hmm. But I got to do this tiny, tiny little good thing for my guys. Yeah. You know, it's it's not just uh, pure misery the entire time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not uh, welcome to the dollhouse. <laughs> you know, it, it, right. it's, it's letting you have like a little bit of sunshine yeah. for what it's worth. Like Which is, you know, not much. <laughs> not worth anything, you know, yeah. but it, it, it does make it a more like being letting off the gas just a second means they can accelerate more yes, later. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. So. Um, and they love in it too. Like, you know, you're going through this mall radio man is singing a spoof of bad boys over top of you, yeah. um, you know, and you're separated. So the, they are trying to get to safety, you know, to reunite mm-hmm. with you and you have to, re- to provide cover on them uh, as they, uh, as they make their way. Um, yep. and this happens a couple of different ways, either by sniping, eventually you find a gun emplacement. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And take them out. There's a, a, the way he lets everyone know that you're there to kill you is say that there are uh, Delta force action figures on sale yep. in the mall, which I really like. <laughs> um, you know, you eventually, uh, as you're, you're walking into that mall, um, there are two big statues that have died the way that, uh, um, Riggs died. Yes. So if he burned to death, they'll be smoldering. Otherwise, one of them will be pointing a gun at the other one. Oh, nice. Um, but this is a hallucination. Um, they will turn back to normal, but only if you acknowledge them. You have to actually look at the statues for them to turn back to normal. Otherwise, mm. they will stay as the, uh, you know, the 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 demented form. Oh, nice. I, so this says something about me. I've never killed Riggs. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> I've always let him burn. So I always thought that I always thought that these things were on fire. Yeah. Nope. Uh, it depends. Uh, it's dependent. Yeah. Uh, same thing with the, the graffiti you see. If you see, um, if you set him on fire, you see like a burned rigs. If you shoot him, you see um, him like looking at you like blankly, clearly alive, but with a bullet hole that's like bleeding hmm. profusely, like staring at you. Nice. So, yeah. Um, I mean, it's probably at, at least worth noting that these statues are the first extremely blatant hallucination that you see. Um, mm-hmm. And like, like, this is where that this is where that starts. Yeah, I mean, the, the yeah, depending on the the definition of blatant, for sure. Right, right. You know? where, I mean, just uh, like where where it shows you something that seems ah, oh, that's not right, and then flashes or has the ability to flash and then not not be. There. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's yeah. the first one that flashes out, and yeah. something that like you may not you may notice here, and like I wish I could say I noticed this and I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the rubric for understanding this game and understanding the big twist is that when something is real, it fades to black. When something mm-hmm. is fake, it blade, fades to white. Yeah. Um, and that is the coding that the game does. It never tells you that, mm-hmm. but that is your, your key. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, so Luga's in danger. You got to, uh, you got to resolve the hostage situation across the mezzanine, making enough time for Adams to get in. Um, 
you know, and as you're fighting along, Radio Man gives you the famous line, question, gentlemen, what are the eight scariest words in the English language? We're Delta Force and we're here to save you. Yeah. 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 Pretty brutal. Yes. Yeah. Um, so you need to flank these people who are pinning down Lugo and Adams. You can do through. Um, and you go through this room full of spooky mannequins, mm-hmm. um, you know, Silent Hill style. And you start hallucinating yep. with these mannequins. Um, you see them as uh, the uh, the armored fellas. Yes. You know, and your guys are getting shot at while this is happening. Mm-hmm. And they're you know, you know, so, begging you for help, saying like, hey, yeah. we're, you know, we, we, we won't be able to last for, for very long. Uh, yeah. The light strobes in and out and the mannequins change places. Um, and as you shoot the, what appears to be the armored man, you know, the light flashes out and then, you know, turns out that that was just another one of these things as they're moving yeah. around. Very effective bit of horror. Yeah, absolutely. And you're just screaming mm-hmm. during this whole fight. Like you're pretty broken by this point. Yeah. yeah. Um, you get to the, you fight in these opposite sides of the mall until eventually, uh, you clear the way. Um, as we mentioned, you cross over and, and join, join each other. And there is like a sense of relief, mm-hmm. right? Like it, you know, it's meaningful. Um, once you get there, you find the soldier. Um, he starts giving you his staff number, and you cut him off. Like he's doing what you do to you know a soldier when he, when he's caught. Like you, mm-hmm. you say your staff number, you, you give your deets, and you're like, "Fuck this!" Like you, you know, you are broken now. The chain of command. Like this is a very important step in, you know, uh, a walker losing any semblance of military. Right, kind of right. To this, yeah. So it's you know, it's not just that like, oh, it doesn't make any sense that you would do this. Like that, like that's what that's what you do when you're when you're captured by an enemy combatant, specifically mm-hmm. by somebody else. Um, you know, for like from a different nation, right? The name, rank, serial number. That's all you. That's all you're uh, compelled to provide. No, he's yeah. just saying like, fuck this. No survivors. Nobody has anything worth anything. But we do find out that yes, Radio Man is broadcasting from the from the top of the Trans Emirates building. Trans Emirates mm-hmm. building. Um, mm-hmm. And so we have to go there and the, the, this is going to be the Holy Grail. We have to order the evacuation. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we it... know that like there's no, there's no water. We need to tell these people <laughs> no, there's no water. They're going to evacuate through the sand wall. Yeah. You know, they, they could just walk like, yeah, we had to order. As, and as if they were waiting for an American to come in and say, all right, everybody, this dangerous. city, that's hell. We need to get out of here as if they wouldn't have done it if they could. Yep. Um, it makes no sense, but it feels very video gamey, uh-huh. right? Like at this point, I think that, you know, if you're playing this the first, even the first time you have to be questioning this stuff, Yeah. but it's still worth thinking about like how much this makes sense in terms of a regular video game. Yes. Um, this is, this in the last chapter are when those loading screens start popping up. Yes. You know, like this is when, and again, they're not uh, as blatant as they become, mm-hmm. you know, but they start hinting in these, like these little things. Like I've got a wiki quote section up with them just because i wanted to make sure that like i gave these their shrift because i think they're super cool yes um you know talked about those ones that are that are questions and stuff like that like they will say things that this one is we all they'll be like uh squad commands are unavailable when you're alone no one can help you now and like <laughs> well, that second bit doesn't sound like ui yeah you know um <laughs> a little bit of editorializing and, huh yeah you know just having that stuff um, there's a really really good one um to kill yourself is murder. To kill for your government is heroic. To kill for entertainment is harmless. Mm-hmm. Um, exceedingly good. Yeah. You know, um, the uh, white phosphorus is a common allotrope used to, uh, used in your slaughter at the gate. It can set fire <laughs> to soldiers and the innocent civilians they're trying to help. <laughs> um, and then you also start getting these ones that are definitely from Walker's perspective. Right, right. Uh, where it's like, it's Conrad. He did it. He did all of it. There's one of them where it says, I exist and I find it nauseating. 
like oh, switching God, to the so eye good. perspective on Yay. it is just like wow he's like yeah that's really clever and good yeah um yeah the uh another favorite um collateral justify collateral damage can be justified if the gain outweighs the cost how much do you think adams and lugo are worth yeah you know it's like man fuck like <laughs> <laughs> those are my buddies my <laughs> like, please you <Yeah>. know <laughs> i'm already dead <laughs> Please stop. Um, stop. Yeah. The, the really famous one that comes later, just so I, I can close this page, is like, yeah. "Do you feel like a hero yet?" Yeah. Um, and that's you know, again, arc words. Yeah. For this game, like, you know, do you feel like a hero yet? Yeah. yeah. Um, exceedingly nasty. Um, as you, you know, the soldier says at the end of this, like he says, "Just remember, the colonel just wanted to keep people alive, mm-hmm. as opposed to what you want to do." Food for apparently. Thought. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> uh, this was on chapter twelve, the rooftops. Yes. Uh, so, you know, you get you got to make your way. You've got to jump through a cracked infinity pool, which is the natural state of any infinity pool. Yep. yep, yep. <laughs> and keep in mind, we are now in rooftops. Think about how many times we've gone down through sinkholes into the pits, right? Yep. Like this is such a surreal landscape. Like how can we be on the <laughs> roof of anything, given that all we've done is drop down or rappel down buildings? Yep. All I've done is fall. Yep. Um, as you uh, get down, you get spotted. The radio man starts playing Nowhere to Run. Uh, that song again very uh very on the nose for the radio man uh, uh there's a a little little bit here walker has to zip line across a gap um and there's a soldier there's there, there's a damned soldier at the other side um and you know when, when when you hit him you knock him over that soldier turns into adams yeah um as you start beating him to death you know like what the fuck did you do walker why didn't yep. you stop like in order to stop this from happening you have to cave in his head before he can fire yeah. back at you. You die if you don't. Right. Like, you can't just let this go. I tried that this time. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he shoots you in the head. Yeah. So you have to do it. And then your squad mates find and just find you just caving in a head. Yeah. Like just, you yeah. know, overkilling this guy like crazy. And they know you're definitely have lost it if they hadn't figured it out already. Right. Um, you get in position over the radio man's rooftop here. Um, super garishly decorated. Um, again, really kind of great. There's a waving, <laughs> uh, dancing tube man. <laughs> There's a bunch of them. <laughs> Sweet, sweet D's lose learner moves from, you know, um, a disco floor. He set up mannequins with like, this is pretty fun. Yeah. There's all Again, kinds of really gr- great... gr- grills out there. You can see like the, like the food rations, yeah. uh, like on, on pallets. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Pretty phenomenal. <laughs> and, uh, when you, when you, when you, as you're shooting people, radio man starts making up the stories about the people you, you kill. Yeah. Um, which is really great. Like, <laughs> Oh, he had a, he had a puppy, you know, he had one day left of retirement. That guy was that other guy's best friend. Like, yeah. <laughs> That guy's okay. I actually didn't like him very much. Right. You know? Yep. Um, pretty good. I mean, if, if, if I'm not making light of this, it's just, it's presented as funny and it is funny. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, so you, you make your way across and you get inside of radio man's penthouse, you know, and it's all done up in black light paintings and, you know, just depictions <laughs> I, of good. What? I don't mean to cut you off. I, when you just said radio man's penthouse, my mind made a dark souls. Oh, area yeah. name. <laughs> Radio Man's Penthouse. <laughs> um, I I love Radio Man's Penthouse. It is a swinging bachelor pad. It's pretty sweet. You know, black light paintings of this, these fantastical aquatic life kind of things. Got, you know, it's got all kinds of like hookahs laying around. Like Radio Man knows how to have a good time. So Radio Man seems like the guy you want to hang out with in this. It's either, it's either him or Walker. I'm trying to decide which one would be more fun to hang out with. <laughs> So it's, it's um, as far as characters and spec ops, like yeah. the spec ops, the dating simulator. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it seems like Walker um, would be a little bit soon there. 
Um, yeah, he, he, this is the story of him becoming, <laughs> going from Sundare to opening up. Yep. A head in his, or a hole in his brain. Yeah. The, um, so you get to the radio man, he surrenders, he has a little flag at the end of a, of a pencil. Mm-hmm. And Lugo starts doing a psyop on him. Yeah. Like immediately, like, they need to figure out how to broadcast at a, at a high range, mm-hmm. you know? Um, he's like, oh, this is, you know, this is real good. Like, how did you build this? You built this yourself? Yeah. Um, radio man goes, yeah. He's like, what if you like, how much juice can you get in this thing? And he's like, oh, here you go. And he goes and adjusts some, some levers, yeah. you know, so they can broadcast the evacuation. Right. Um, and Lugo immediately shoots him without an order or anything. Right. You right. know, just shoots the radio man. We don't get like a boss fight. We don't get really anything with him. No, no. You know? Was, uh, yep. We, 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 we have one Dennis Miller look like down on the ground. Um, yep. <laughs> yep. Just, it's like the, like the end of the best Saturday Night Live. Episode ever. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So Adam's like, what the fuck did you do? Why? And, and Lugo makes a pretty good point. How many, how many times did we almost die? Because radio man was doing, was doing what he was doing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, and also he doesn't make this point, but I feel like it's kind of implied is like, why is this the thing? Yeah. Like, this, this is, this is the thing. Yeah. Like you're going to, you're going to complain about like, yeah. fuck man. Yeah. Um, but yes, Walker gets on the mic, announces the evacuation saying, Hey, the 33rd is going to pay for what they did. Uh, also, Hey, 33rd, we coming for ya. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, um, Conrad, uh, cuts in over the walkie talkie saying, Hey, you're, you're an arrogant fool. What makes you think that you're going to succeed when I definitely failed? This is yeah. impossible. You know, this is all a fool's mission. And also you're going to step to the King. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And, yep. uh, you know, again, this is not real. Right. So this is, this is him egging himself on. Right. Right. Um, you fight your way across these rooftops, uh, in something that nothing really happens with this, but Lugo stays behind to, um, cover your escape. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, why? Like I've, I've, you know, I can cut through a lot of guys, dude. Like we've been doing it. Mm-hmm. And also I kept expecting like, Oh, something would happen with this. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't really, um, you cut your way to get to this helicopter. Um, it's the same helicopter from the prologue. Mm-hmm. Um, Lugo joins you and you take off and you're like the 33rd don't want to leave Dubai, which like I've never been part of this thing. Fine. We'll <laughs> bury them there. Hey, let's make some, uh, sport passes. I'm going to crush this tower and send Conrad a message. Yeah. <laughs> And you just start destroying all this opulence for fun. Mm-hmm. Like, and all your guys are like, not down for it. Like, this is dumb. We're being shot at. Yeah. But you know, you're doing it until you eventually get chased off. Right. Um, yeah. And it gets you back to uh, what, uh, what you did at the, at the beginning of the game. And yep. they, you know, it, they do a fight club call out, you know, a little bit of flashback humor, you know, just Walker says, wait, this isn't right. We did this already. Well, uh, it's good. It's like a, a callback. It's like a little fourth wall breaking, but also, uh, everything that happened to this didn't before this didn't happen right that way. So like the very beginning of the game, like, and this is the spoiler for it doesn't never reveal this. Right. So it's not really a spoiler. Right. Right. So like that fade to white fade to black thing is important after the very opening of the game, when you do this turret section, it fades to white. Mm-hmm. So chapters one through 11 are fake. Yes. Like some version of that probably happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but not at all the way that you, you said it. Yeah. So when you say like, Oh, this isn't how it happened before. Like, and everything, like, after this point, who knows if this happened or if you die in the helicopter crash, which is pretty, like, if this is in your mind as a... Uh, as a Jacob's a self, Ladder. Yeah. A Jacob's Ladder, like a self-torture hell or literal hell. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the endings for this is you just being like, I died, mm-hmm. you know, like, and you are told you are in hell many times. Yes. Like, this could be, you know, I like to think of this as metaphorical. I don't hate the idea of this being a literal, like going through this as hell, the relentlessness of this. Mm-hmm. 
and the way that it gives you just like a smidge of hope before fucking stepping on your nuts. Yeah. <laughs> um, right after that feels very designed and hellish to me. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's either, you know, Walker's own self torture or just a moral just end. Right. You know, for, for him, for what he's done, mm-hmm. you know, so that like, Oh, this isn't how it happened is like very explicitly like, you know, it didn't happen before. Right. Like, <laughs> And it's, uh, I didn't, you know, I didn't get that the first time I played the game. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't talk about it in 2012. Like it, it's something that I, the, the fade out thing, which I read about since then, mm-hmm. um, just in looking at analysis. And then this time I played, it, I'm like, I need to pay attention for the fade outs yes. right from the beginning. And when yeah. I saw the fade out in the first thing, I was like, Oh fuck. It's really like, subtle. <laughs> yeah. That's exceedingly subtle. And you have no way to know it in advance. Right. The game never underlines it. Right. Like a mm-hmm. weaker game would be like, you know, tell you this right stuff. And uh, it's a really confident decision not to do it. Yeah, it it would say like, oh, there like there there are two worlds that happen here. Yeah, <laughs> just like it, it would mm-hmm. it would hang as many lanterns on it as possible. Here, it's comfortable with you not knowing it, and also not knowing it doesn't necessarily hurt. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't really make it worse. It's just an interesting kind of. It just adds more ways to think about this. Mm-hmm. You know, not necessarily better ways or correct ways, just kind of a wider, you know, array of expressions. Yeah. Pretty great. Um, you do that, uh, the, the same mission again. Um, and uh, you had to shoot down missiles this time, or the same uh, turret section. You had yep. to shoot down missiles, which are not that big a deal. Um, when Walker, Walker uh, orders you to fly into the sandstorm, um, you get hit by another chopper and you crash. Right. And it, depending on your interpretation, this is either where Walker dies, and mm-hmm. the rest of this is like flashback hallucination or literal or metaphysical hell, mm-hmm. or some version of this stuff happened. Right. Um, And this is all like your PTSD torturing yourself. So yeah, chapter 13, Adams. Uh, we wake up, you know, where we, we can see the Birch Khalifa where uh, Conrad is holed up. Uh, and it's going red. Like, it is, it, it is Sauron's tower, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Conrad is walking across this shifting bridge of sand. Or no, Walker is walking across this shifting bridge of sand. Conrad is berating him. And, of course, Walker, in his mind, saying, hey, you didn't give us a choice. And yeah. Conrad fires back with, you know, kind of the position of the game there was always a choice you just fucked it up yep and in the game this is very important this came here like i talked about the actual choices the game gives you within the fiction right Mm -hmm. like there's always the grand choice which is stop playing the game right like you chose to play a military shooter this is what a military this is what the military does when they shoot things yes um there's always that grand choice but in this chapter is one of the most meaningful things like in the game i think that doesn't get really talked about very often Mm -hmm. um we're coming up on it yeah um, so as this is happening, you know, dead soldiers walk by, Riggs walks by, uh, you know, model appropriate depending on how he died. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see Lugo struggling to pull himself up from quicksand. And there's the famous line, which we quote all the time, yep. not just in this episode where we've done it like 17 times, <laughs> but ever since we played this game, this like over 5,000 people were alive in Dubai the day you arrived. How many will be alive today? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you know, a really great question. Yes. 
Yeah. You know, Conrad, I thought it was my duty to protect them before or to protect them from the storm. I was wrong. I have to protect them from you. Yep. You are the villain of this fucking game. Yes. Uh, if you have not figured it out already. <laughs> yeah. um, so yep. you wake up, you're, you're, you're separated from the others again. Um, and this is an extremely surreal uh, landscape. This used to be the Gulf. It used to be ocean. Uh, and how you know, now it is a sea of sand. We have yachts that are dotting it, you know, kind of like sticking up from the ground from the sand, uh, like tombstones. Right. Mm hmm. Yep, and you kind of adventure in and out of these yachts. I think this is the hardest part of the game mm -hmm. by quite a bit. Um, you're by yourself, and uh, there's not a lot of cover. Right. Um, the, you have to clear out these yachts before you can get in them. When you're not in the yachts, there are a couple of, like, you know, containers or what have you. You can jump behind, but generally this is very difficult, Yeah. I think. Um, you get a radio message from Lugo. Um, he's down. Um, he has a broken arm. He's right outside Conrad's door. Um, get to me. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you eventually find Adams at this point. And Adams is not happy with you yeah. about this, like unsurprisingly. Right. Um, and he is, he is also physically worse for wear. Like you look like a fucking two face. Like you look like a demon. <laughs> Adams does not look good either. Right. And he's, he's totally fucked up. Yeah. You know, and he says, you know, uh, <laughs> Walker tries to give his uh, usual justification like, oh, it had to go this way. We didn't have a choice. Um, and of course, Adam says, you didn't give us a choice. You didn't give us a choice. Yes. You know, everything I did, I did for my family, Skylar. <laughs> you know? right. um, yeah. the, uh, you eventually get through a lot of yachts. Again, it's a kind of a long segment. Mm -hmm. um, and as you're getting closer, Lugo's radio chatter is getting more desperate. Right. Um, civilians have him surrounded. Um, you know, he's like, get here guys. And you run. And this is this very, like very video gamey, twisty, turny labyrinth you yes. have to move through, which makes no sense mm -hmm. to be houses, you know, but it has that dream logic. Like the idea of this being fake is so good because mm -hmm. moving through this, like very illogical set of, of tents that you can't just go through, you know, just feels very dreamy, like running yeah. in place, yeah. being chased. Like at one point you, you even pass like a shrine to Conrad too yeah yeah, yeah. Like, you know that the people put up because he's the good guy in your mind and you're the bad guy mm -hmm. he's the he's the villain that you have to wipe away that illusion right when you get to lugo he's been strung up he's hanging right um and you shoot the rope um and you go over you try to help out lugo adams has lost it because mm -hmm. he's like you know he's give me the order like these people are encroaching on you right um and everything um with their with their you know no guns mm -hmm. you know uh, but there's a lot of them and yeah. there's only two of you. They intend to do you violence they intend to do you violence. Um, they're encroaching on you. You can't get Lugo up. You're doing CPR on him. Yeah. I um, mean, do, like, do, doing CPR in a body that is long dead, long dead, right? Like just going through the motions here. And, uh, Adam, the music is getting exceedingly intense. Mm -hmm. Adams is urging you fire. Give yeah. me the order. Yeah. Give me the order. Give me the fucking order, sir. Like I will, you know, fire and stuff. And this is that third type of choice. I talk about the one mm -hmm. that I think sheds a lot of meaning on the other one. And again, it's not done through. It doesn't tell you there's a choice. Uh, yeah. But I fell you know, for it. You, I, 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 I did what the game was pressuring me to do the first time. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Like, and, and because I was mad, mm -hmm. like it wasn't just what the game was pressuring me to do. It just, I was role-playing on accident enough yeah. to be like, <laughs> I liked yeah, Lugo. Fuck, I liked Lugo a lot. And yeah. fuck these people. Like, and really is it, is the truth? Fuck them. No, <laughs> no, the, the truth is fuck me, but you don't, you don't know that. The truth is, fuck me. <laughs> I, um, the, uh, but the, uh, yeah, you don't know that, you know? So the first time this happened, I was like, you know, it was a lot like, I, I talk about that moment in the walking dead season one, a lot where yeah. you keep joking the dude mm -hmm. at the end. And it wants you to do that. It was a lot like that. Like I yeah. just got my dander up. Yep. 
you know, <laughs> saw red in a video game sense. Yeah. Um, and mowed down a bunch of civilians. And yeah. like, again, when I talk about this as taking aim at other games, right? Contrast this with mowing down civilians in Modern Warfare 2. Yes. Which is the very first thing it does with no context. Mm -hmm. And you just kind of have, you know, like the... Uh, it's not in this one. So what we're, we're dancing around is in this one, you can also fire into the air right? and they'll disperse, which is what a soldier would do, which is what a cop would do, which is what somebody, you know, a human would do Yeah, <laughs> in this situation. Yeah. But you are no longer human. Yep. But it is goading you uh, like almost in like a papers, please kind of way. Like yeah. it, it, it is goading you to inhabit the moment. Right. Yep. Yeah. Be worse. Be worse. Do, like, do, be do, worst do this thing yourself. that, you know, reg regardless of how, uh, you know, <laughs> of, of how amoral the American military presence would be, it is still fucking ghastly to open fire into a crowd, into a crowd of uh, civilians. You know, we, we hire contractors to do, to do that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, like it, it definitely happens. It needs to happen. That's the, that's the American position. Yes. But we just don't, you know, we don't do it. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, we don't, we don't talk about it. No, we do no. it actually probably <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the, uh, historically yeah. we did, we definitely have in the past. Yeah, but historically, still, it's been a big thing. Yeah, like it's one of our top hobbies. Like, yeah, but but you know. still, it, it yeah, it feels again another line that is going to be crossed. This is it not what nouns, we... <laughs> shooting civilians, verbs, <laughs> arming insurgents, gerunds. Like, <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, exceedingly rough to do. And the moment when you do it, it's like quiet mm -hmm. afterwards, or when you don't do it. Yeah. And the game doesn't like attaboy you for not doing it. Right. right. Like you're so far past this being, this is such a drop in the bucket. Right. Like at this point when you're making these small sale scale decisions and like just the, the, the game setting up a situation where like 30 lives is small scale. Right. 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 But like these small scale decisions, you are so far past redemption. Mm -hmm. Like if you shot in the air and then like Adams was like, you know what, Walker, I really lost my mind. Like, thank you for actually showing, like, none of that. Happens, <laughs> right. right. Like, that would be so inappropriate at this point because you are beyond redemption. Yeah. At this point. Contrast this with um, Bioshock Infinite as well, mm -hmm. where it is a game where part of it is like, you know, with a certain number of immoral acts, can you be redeemed, right? Mm -hmm. Bioshock Infinite, um, the message of that was that redemption is impossible at any level, mm -hmm. but you don't have to live it. Like you actually play a game that feels like it is about redemption. Mm -hmm. Like you play a character who's kind of good, you know, who is like meaningfully um, acting with his best interest and with the best intentions the entire time in, in like an objective way. Right. Like near yeah. the end of that game, you're trying to rescue Elizabeth. Right. You know, and it's saying at your core, it doesn't matter what you've done or think mm -hmm. here. Like Adam's never like, you're still on your way to go kill Conrad. You are still under all of these delusions. Yeah. And the, the crimes you've done in this are so much monumentally like more intense mm -hmm. than Booker's. Like it's not saying they're very different in terms of like whether they treat the idea of if there can be redemption. Yeah. In this, you don't do anything to deserve it. Right. In Bioshock Infinite, it's saying you can't do anything to deserve it. Yes. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's interesting though, as far as that, like as a, how irredeemable your walker is mm -hmm. you know so yeah adams is very mad at you because lugo died right. for this uh there's a tooltip thing that says lugo was actually the lucky one because he would have had needed years of therapy <laughs> like if he, had, <laughs> if he had survived so like fuck man. yeah okay um yeah. a tooltip but like clippy doesn't pop up and she was <laughs> <at the face. laughs> 
it, it looks like you're trying to recover from committing a war crime. Yeah, Clippy just puts a gun to his own head and just like ends it. Clippy, just a bunch Clippy of staples fly out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, loading screen tap. Um, and you, you, the way that you motivate Adams is the same way you motivated Lugo before. You say yeah. Conrad deserves death. You know that. Like, please don't put this blame on me. Let's all let's both focus on this bigger enemy. Right, right. Conrad. Yeah, he deserves oh. it. And you know, yeah. Adams, it's you know, it's kind of a no sell, right? Like, yeah. okay, well, if that's what he deserves, what do we deserve? And Walker, yeah. he cops to him. It's like I think you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But he still goes along with you. No, of course, because what else? Like, what else is there to do? <laughs> yep. Exactly. We have to go forward. Um, so this goes, it moves on to chapter 14, the bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the gameplay climax yeah. of the game. And I think this is kind of a bummer. Not because I don't blame it. It's not egregious. It's just unnecessary at this point. Yeah. It's a, they're giving you kind of a final exam on the mechanics at this point. It feels like we're beyond that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, so there's not, this will go kind of quick, you know, like you're going through like Adam's like, what's our plan? And you say, we're going to kill everything that fucking moves. Mm-hmm. Um, you move through this kind of no man's land, um, on your way here and you have a white phosphorus hallucination. Right. Right. Um, but we actually are dealing with mortars. Like this is the, the 33rd stronghold and they are bringing everything to bear. Yes. Against you. Yeah. And you're fighting down this extremely fortified lane. Like there's a pillbox bunker, there are sniper emplacements. Like there's a lot of inst- instant death waiting for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, you, uh, you make your way through here at the end and it's difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, you get a rocket launcher for the first time. Like it's, it's silly. Yeah. You make your way through. Near the end, Lugo bursts out of a door um, here. This is a hallucination, of course. Right. I um, mean, the whole thing's a hallucination. It's a hallucination within a hallucination. <laughs> the, um, and the uh, hallucinate city state. The, um, <laughs> so he is a, <laughs> like he is a, he's a, actually a heavy with a shotgun. Yeah. But uh, you take him out and uh, he, you know, condemns you at this point. Yeah. There's no you villain know. here. Only you. Yep. Um, you are pinned down now. You're in danger of being o- overwhelmed. But Adams uh, says, like, you know, shoot me. Um, you, you, you don't. Um, Adams re- surrenders at this point. Um, but uh, Adams doesn't surrender and distracts them. Yeah, yeah. For you to get, to you to get away. Right. Which is the, I mean, the least sensical self-sacrifice I've seen in games, probably. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, like, why is he giving himself up for you? Because it didn't happen. Right. Yeah. You know, like that, that, you know, none of this either didn't happen this way or didn't happen at all. Right. You know, in his mind for his guilt, like, you know, Adams has to sacrifice himself. Yes. For this. Yeah. It has so. to be, it has to be Adam's choice because it can't be Walker sacrificing Adams. Doing it. Yep, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he pushes you out of the way so you can make your way into the final chapter 15, which is not a gameplay chapter. No. Uh, thankfully, yes. you know. This is what I wanted the end of, you know, Stalker to be. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. So. So chapter 15, welcome. Welcome to the end. You know, you get to the other side of the bridge, you know, um, and Conrad's talking to you over the radio. You know, I'm sorry, Walker, but you knew it would end this way. Your friends are dead. The world is on fire. You're alone. You're a failure. Finally, something that we have in common. So, you know, with you on the on the on the threshold. Conrad is not necessarily ordering people to kill you. He is finding common cause, you know, saying like, yep. oh, yes, you know, by, by, by chasing after me, by trying to bring me down, you have become exactly what I am. Yep. 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 Um, as you're going through here, the environment is exactly as, um, you know, surreal. No. 
as as you want it to be because it's it's this like aquarium. Mm-hmm. And the thirty third surrender at this point. Now a second ago, mm-hmm. they had you pinned down, and there were hundreds of them, and you were doomed. Yeah. And now you're the winner because again, this isn't happening. Right. Um. They all uh, salute you. Like we surrender. He's inside. Go do what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you get into this penthouse. It's very opulent. Um, one of the things I love is that if you're making the direct path through this, um, you just trample through a Zen garden. Yep. You know, like that's a little <laughs> on the nose, but like pretty good. Yep. You know, <laughs> I also love that you can. Uh, so, so there are two ways you can go. Um, you can either go up to, you know, where Conrad is, or you can go into his sleeping area, like his bedroom. Get a little piece mm-hmm. of intel, but Connor's like, well, when you're finished reading through your stuff, I'm up here waiting for you. Yeah. yeah. You can also go to his bathroom and he does not care for that, but he has an awesome shower. <laughs> yep. Um, so oh. the uh when you when you get up there, he's painting. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's painting the white phosphorus scene. Yeah. Um, pretty amazing. Like really great painting. He's like, you came just in time, it's finished. It's a gigantic painting, too. Like it yeah. is it is the size of like a the room's wall. Um, And he's painting something that you saw that he could never have seen. Yep. Shades of like Guernica or the end of um, Bluebeard, like Hermione's Bluebeard or something like that with us. Um, And you're like, you did this. He's like, no, you did this. Mm -hmm. Like your orders killed 46 people. Someone has to pay for this. Who will it be? Yeah. Um, He walks behind the canvas and things are super surreal now. Like you walk behind him and he's already sitting in this chair. Yeah. uh, For the way perched over the city and he shot himself. Like yeah. he's dead. Yeah, he's dead. He's mummified. Yeah, but he you still know. talks. Yeah, like he, he's still yeah. there. Like, you know, they, yeah. they, there is a version of Conrad in his prime, you know, talking to you alongside of his body. You know, he makes the point yeah. like, hey, none of this would have happened if you just stopped. Yep. <laughs> you know, um, really, really, you know, again, uh, and this is doing that thing where it's a little heavy handed. I feel like this is exceedingly earned, but it is the game talking to the player and the character. Yeah, yeah. You know, he says, uh, you know. The, the truth is undeniable. Um, truth is, Walker, you're here because you want to be something you're not, a hero. You know, which is a reason we play video games, mm-hmm. right? You needed someone to blame, so you cast it on me. You know, a hero story cannot exist without a villain. Yep. And they do the, uh, you know, the end of Unbreakable kind of flashback to all the different scenes to recontextualize them. Yes. Um, you know, when uh, the radio you had was broken, um, the corpses that were hanging from the light were not there. Mm-hmm. You know, or there were no corpses there. And you're you're when you play it again, um, the things you're, you're, the writing is actually exceedingly clever. Yeah. The thing your squad, the things your squad mates say make sense in both contexts. Yes. You know? Yeah. But, you know, they're watching their commander, you know, speaking into a, into a dead radio, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're hearing their commander, um, you know, basically prefer information that he thinks that everybody heard when in reality only he heard it because it never actually, you know, was spoken to be heard. Yep. So the, uh, you know, if the degree to which this happened, you're very responsible. Your, you know, uh, unreliable narration is what led these people to death, mm-hmm. you know, in some way, shape or form. Um, this is the way you can choose one of three different endings here. Um, the uh, he starts pulling a gun on you. If you let him do it, this is the ending of you shooting yourself. Right. Fades to black. The blocking in this is really important too, because yeah, yeah. you know you're looking over your shoulder um, and you're looking into a reflection. Uh, you see a reflection of yourself, but you also see you know in the reflection, um, Conrad. You know that like that is how he's pointing it at you, and you have to you know aim. You know so you can either let him shoot you or you can shoot your own reflection. That gets you both of these, but kind of yep. the same. You know the the the, the same ending. Yep, he is you, and and you are you. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you either way you die, again, is a fade to black. Yeah. Um, if you shoot him, um, you walk over, uh, an officer in the 33rd comes in and says, what are our next steps, sir? We're waiting for orders, sir. The men are getting impatient, sir. And you turn around and he's gone. Yes. You know, it's, it's not actually there. This is just you losing your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and you request evacuation on the radio. Uh, we get the credits, the Jimi Hendrix song. And there's an epilogue. Yep. 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 Um, the epilogue, you're sitting at the end of the city and uh, you are wounded, uh, but you're in really rough shape. And some army people show up and you have a gun. Um, and again, I love the way this game puts everything in gameplay. Yep. Right. <laughs> like you are still controlling a protagonist of a shooter. Mm-hmm. Like those are the things you have. Those are the verbs you have as a video game avatar. Yeah. Um, and you can choose like you can fire and go down shooting. Yeah. And it's you a know? big battle. Like it lasts for a while. Yep. Um, but if you take them down, um, others will radio to see what's happening and you'll pick up the radio and say, welcome, gentlemen, welcome to Dubai. Yeah. Um, fade to white. Mm-hmm. So not real. <laughs> not real. The other thing you can do is you can go with it. You can drop the gun. And the I love the man. The prompt for dropping the gun doesn't come for. Uh, like, I mean, yeah, like it is go- like 30 seconds. It is goading you for a good long while. It is making yep. it seem like combat is inevitable. Yep. Uh, you drop the gun. They put you in there and like they're just, you know, uh, listen, you get to go home, soldier. Like, mm-hmm. you know, time to go home. You, you, they keep saying that they're trying to be optimistic. Um, one of the, the drivers says like, hey, you know, sir, if you don't mind me asking, like we saw a lot of crazy shit on the way here. Like, yeah. how did you survive all this? Yep. Um, and you say, who said I did? <laughs> um, fade to white. Yep. Didn't happen. Uh, you know, uh, all part of the death hallucination. So in some way, shape or form with the white black kind of thing you kill yourself. Right. This is, this is, you have killed yourself in some way. And as loading screens remind us to kill yourself as a sin, mm-hmm. um, is immoral, you know? So that's is what gives a little bit of credence to this literal hell to me, like yeah. as an idea, like I don't necessarily think that's the case. Like it'd be weird if, you know, Dante's Inferno three, it's like off the line or whatever. Like <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want that, but I yeah. kind of like this as just because of that brutality being mm-hmm. an expression of actual hell. Yes. Say, can you really see it's such a mess? Every inch of earth is a fighting mess. Giant pencil and lipstick tube shaped things continue to rain and cause screaming pain. And the Arctic stains from silver blue to bloody red as the feet find the sand and the sea straight ahead. Straight ahead. You know, uh, there could be a criticism of this, and I hope that I'm not just doing a straw man, but, you know, uh, this is something that is lobbed at other pieces of media, and maybe we've done it, where the idea, okay, if it is just a dream, does it matter? Yeah. You know, just does that undercut everything? Does that that remove the wind from the sails, right? Um, I don't believe that it does. It can. You know, especially mm. if you if you come out of the dream, you know, into another story where everything's just kind of been jerking you around, you know, and, you know, within the same product, it is saying this thing didn't matter here, though. I think that it is still expressing some truths, enough truths, and the journey is still meaningful enough that I don't think any of these conceits can take that meaning away from it. Well, and it's not 
entirely like when when you say that like something or something is a dream and it means it's not true it's because it's like what's not or doesn't matter what doesn't matter is like what happened to the character mm-hmm. but in this like the text is something happened to the character like no. this wasn't all a dream it's a little bit ambiguous to what degree what is a dream mm-hmm. you know in it but it's not like the whole idea was like this. This is just you know the snow globe at the end of seeing elsewhere, you know? right. <laughs> like the sand globe, um, you know, showing this. Like it's not that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like a degree of this happened. So uh-huh. I, I think that that make, that matters in this context. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to get in front of that because the idea of oh this is just a dream that you know that's kind of considered to be a little bit of a cardinal sin. Um, yeah. In, in 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 a lot of media. And I want to I want to at least explain why that is not the case here and kind of generally why that is a little bit of a shortcut, I think. In totally. Criticism. Yeah, totally. Totally. Like it, it like everything. Like, I think like that's it's one of those things, too, where when someone says, like, hey, you shouldn't do this. Mm-hmm. They're not saying never do this in any situation, no matter what they're right. saying, really saying most people fuck this up. Yes. You know, and this doesn't fuck it up. Mm-hmm. It actually does it really good. So good <laughs> that you don't know that that's what's happening. The first time you <laughs> right. Play. Yeah. Uh, you know, a criticism of that would be, oh, that's lazy. Nothing about this is lazy. Oh, my no, God. No, they did so yeah. much work. <laughs> yeah. It, just subtle is not the same thing as lazy. Yeah. You know, like it, it is, uh, you know, and one of the things I think when you have a twist like that and you want to make it very subtle, making the thing not entirely dependent on the twist is mm-hmm. extremely important. Yes. Like the fact that this functions and gets across all of its themes without knowing that. Mm-hmm. Like to me, that is the kind of like Easter eggy kind of like thing a twist should be like. Yeah. This adds to my understanding a little bit, adds some additional context on the surface level story, mm-hmm. adds some additional things to think about, but all of the core themes are still there. Yeah. It doesn't, it's not a load bearing twist. Yeah. You know, in any way. And I think that more media should do that kind of thing. Um, yeah, really phenomenal. Like I was surprised by how much I still love this playing it again. It's a story that I've experienced like three times in its entirety and every time, like the brutality of it and kind of the the emotions that it is able to invoke and the questions it asks like all work for me each time mm-hmm. like adore it like yeah. I, I i love this game i was worried i was worried going back to it that i played it one too many times that it wouldn't yeah. have anything more to show me um no. not the case i think this is yep. an incredibly important video game yep me too like and uh you know and one like i said there has been uh it's not like it's universal but there has been like a backlash against this or maybe another way to put it is like discourse has just kind of moved on from it yeah I, like, it feels, it feels like, like this trick is this trick is kind of taken for granted a little bit yes that, that's a good way to put it but i still think that like a really really wonderful articulation of that trick is worth paying attention to yeah you know and if you're scared of like first of all you listen to us talk about this i still think this is worth playing mm-hmm. even if you've heard this episode because like actually living it and doing the things makes it feel very different yeah but if you were one of those people, and I guess, you know, if you're one of those people who didn't want to play it because you're like, oh, like, I've heard that's just a really shitty shooter and I can't stomach the idea of playing a shitty shooter. Like, mm-hmm. it's so short. Like, doesn't just like six hour game. Yeah. Is that, <laughs> that doesn't just sound good. You know, <laughs> do this in an afternoon, man. Yeah. If that doesn't, like, if that know, doesn't make you go, ah, I can't, I can't help you. Yeah. We are living different <laughs> lives at that point. You know, like, it's just like, man, yes. Cool. Six hour <laughs> game. Like, you know, sh- like, and one of the things with this and Stalker um, and even Halo, which like I'm struggling with a little bit, but I'm still finding a lot of things to like, is that like shooters do kind of tend to go down easy mm-hmm. and not just for the show. I mean, just kind of in general, yeah, like, yeah. you know, um, as, as kind of a mode of play, like it's not my favorite type of game, but it is a frictionless genre in a way that I, I really appreciate. Even when it tries, you know, we talked about that with Stalker, like 
we wanted more friction on that. Mm-hmm. And at some point it just turned into like the, the back third and middle, you know, part of stalker where it becomes less about survival. One of the, the flaws with it or ways it could be improved is just having a little bit more friction, mm-hmm. you know, but this is uh this was a joy to play and a, a joy to think about and experience again. And I've been looking forward to talking about it like in the two weeks since I beat it yeah. and wanted to play it for the show. So yeah. good shit. Um, if you have anything to say about Spec Ops The Line, hit us mm-hmm. up at duckfeed.tv slash contact. Yeah. The deadline is uh, the 15th of this month, 15th of April. Yep. That's also uh, the same thing. If you have anything to say about Halo ODST mm-hmm. or Resident Evil 2, the 2016 version. Yeah. Um, hit us up. Um, if you, uh, about a week and a half from now, if you are in Milwaukee, Wisconsin or any surrounding areas, come see us at the Midwest Gaming Classic. Yeah. Um, we are there that weekend. We are probably paneling on Sunday. We're just waiting on final confirmation from that, mm-hmm. but uh, we'll be tabling all weekend. We'll have a meetup and stuff and uh, we'd love to see you. Yeah. Please come out. Um, please introduce yourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are nice yeah. in real life. Um, um, the yeah. day we're recording, we've actually passed a huge milestone, the milestone on the Patreon. Yeah. Uh, yep. We have surpassed $10,000 per month yep. um, on the Patreon, which, um, wow, that's all I yeah. can say. Thank you. Like we set that up as a thing we did not think we would get to. Yes. Like that was just kind of like it. We we were thinking it helps psychologically to have kind of a, you know, a pie in the sky goal. Yeah. For those kind of things just to be like, bam, mm-hmm. um, we are working. We're going to do something mm-hmm. for that. Um, and we are working it out. Yes. I know that's kind of unsatisfying. Um, just know <laughs> that we don't want to make any announcements because uh, making announcements yeah. is a good way to, to hear God laugh. Yeah. Um, but we are we are trying to figure that out. Um, it's neat. Mm-hmm. We're looking forward to it. Um, I on Twitter, I was like, "Hey, what's a what's some suggestions for this?" Just thinking about it, mm-hmm. um, you know, don't feel if we don't use your suggestions, it's not appreciated. I didn't want to make that a false question. Right, right. It is just a thing where, like, one of the things I feel very confident about Duckfeed is that, like, we put out a lot of stuff. Um, I think the answer for a celebration for this is not another ongoing show. <laughs> right. Um, some yeah. people have suggested that, but I think that like a fairly, you know stringent like one in one out policy for shows is probably a good idea probably advised yeah uh you're probably advised at this point like you know we will probably do other things but after some other things have run their course yes um if you're listening to this and you're like you guys do put out a lot of stuff but you don't put out that much stuff you gotta jump on that patreon friend oh yeah uh because uh (laughs) you know and again not just in a gross sales way but just one of the things i feel good about getting that number is that like i feel very confident that we put out a lot of stuff yes so we, you know, again, we, we always say this, like, we're not here to tell you what $5 means to you, but if you, uh, if you do give us $5 a month, we feel like we give you a lot of extra entertainment. Yes. Yeah. Um, so if, so. You, if you haven't looked at it, please consider looking at it. If you have, uh, you have changed our lives. Yeah. Big, thank you. Yeah. Big, 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 big. Thank you. We really appreciate it. Um, yeah. And I think that's probably, you know, probably about it. I think so. Um, yeah. the games for the month after. Oh, this yeah. one, uh, just so people are aware, um, I need to actually pull up the calendar so I can see because I've forgotten specifically the order. Uh, yeah. Let's see here. So uh, the games for April are, or sorry, for May, are Life is Strange, uh, our live episode about creative games. That's the one we're doing at uh, Milwaukee at the Midwest mm-hmm. Gaming Classic. Um, Batman Arkham City and then Hitman 2016. It's a big month. Yep, that's going to be really fun. Yep. Exceedingly fun month. Yeah. Get to find out a life really is strange. Yeah. Might be not. <laughs> we, I think you find out at the end. Uh, I think so. so. 
I'm looking forward to getting the spoiler. <laughs> um, always on the lookout for plot holes, though. Oh, I'm yeah. internet YouTube, man. <laughs> oh, no, he's poisoned. YouTube hate spoilers. Poisoned. <laughs> Love, hate, hate plot holes. Love spoilers. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Yeah. And uh, we'll, we'll see you uh, in a week. Yeah. Till next time, though, watch out for heroes. Yeah, watch out for... Uh, yeah, we don't need another hero. <laughs>